Adult content intended for an adult audience only as this contains explicit words, thoughts, and ideas. The content of this story is purely fiction and not intended for anything but the enjoyment of the listener. If you do not agree with the themes listed in the tags, please do not listen to the story. All characters engaging in sexual relationships or activities are 18 years old or older. This story was found on a free website and brought to audio form here. I did not write and take no credit for this story. Please visit the link in the comments to further support this author. This podcast is part of the Erotica Podcast Network. Support us on Patreon to make requests for subjects you would love to hear. Thank you to those who have already reached out. The Seducer, Origins by Austin Erotica Chapter 01 James made one last adjustment to his tie while looking in the mirror. He grabbed his keys from the dresser and turned to look at his wife, who was sound asleep on the bed. His eyes took in the view hungrily. He could never leave in the morning until he had his fill. Allison was lying on her chest with her head turned to the side. The blanket was halfway down her naked back. James sat on the edge of the bed and ran his fingers softly down her back. Her skin felt like silk. James had never felt such beautiful skin until he had met Allison. The memory of the first time he ran his hands over her naked body was still enough to give him an amazing hard-on. Allison shivered at James' touch. She murmured something in her sleep and rolled over onto her back. Her pale pink nipples stood erect in the cool air. James' hand traced the curve of her heavy breasts. His wife's breathing had changed. She was still asleep but her body was responding to his touch. He smiled. I can't be late for work. But he couldn't stop caressing his wife's body. He felt that he would be happy if all he ever did was hold her in his arms and make love to her. All the other pleasures were just the cherry on top. This woman lying here was his greatest pleasure in life. Everything else was gray and bland in comparison. He studied her profile like he always did every morning. He fell for her at first sight. The sight of this tall woman with flaming red hair was a sight to behold. She wasn't a fake redhead either. Her hair was the real deal. Bright red-orange that gave her the look of a fiercely passionate woman. And she was definitely that, that and more. As with any true redhead, her skin was ivory white. The contrast between her fiery head of hair and her pale skin drove James crazy. Her nipples and pussy were the palest pink. And she knew what kind of effect her body had on James. She would drive him wild with passion until she finally let him make love to her. James ran his fingers along the side of her nipple and then rubbed it with his thumb. He heard her let out a breath. He looked up at her and saw her eyes locked on his. She had eyes the color of a pale blue sky. He rubbed her nipple again and she moaned. Her eyes were still locked on his and were no longer sleepy. They were full of heat. Why are you dressed? she whispered huskily. The question brought James back down to earth. Shit. I am going to be late. I have to go to work, my love. James replied. He sighed in disappointment and stood up. How about you be late just this once? She said, as she pulled down the blanket to reveal her nude body. She spread her legs to show James her glistening pussy. James wiped sweat off his forehead with the back of his hand. He could feel his cock straining against his dress pants. Baby, I can't. You know how much trouble I would be in if I was late. It's tax season, he told her miserably. The fire seemed to go out of her as she sighed. She pulled the blanket back up over her body. I know, baby. You go on ahead to work. I will see you tonight. He bent down to kiss her. Sorry. He muttered apologetically. She kissed him hungrily and grabbed his crotch. She broke the kiss and laughed. James promised himself that he would pay her back for that. He staggered out of the room as though he was drunk. James made it to work just on time. He rushed inside the building and took the elevator to the 21st floor. The elevator doors opened and he threaded his way through the cubicles and sneaked into the back of the conference room, which was already packed for the morning meeting. Okay people, settle down. James' boss, Mr. Evans, stood at the head of the long conference table. The table was occupied by all the high-level managers. James, as a lowly tax accountant, was standing in the back with the rest of the worker bees. 
Mr. Evans continued. First, I would like to extend my thanks once again to all of your hard work. I know being here at six in the morning is tough enough. But at the rate you are cranking out the tax returns, you will all be generously compensated once tax season is over. There was a smatter of polite applause. Generously compensated my ass. What was it last year? Stock options? A big bonus? No, it was additional two weeks of leave time. Thank you, but you can cram your generous compensation. Up your ass. But James clapped along with all the other monkeys. Mr. Evans continued with his speech. James listened long enough to hear words like increase efficiency. Before his mind started to wonder, he glanced around at the other accountants grouped around him. Some people were stifling yawns while others were surreptitiously sending text messages on their phones. One kiss-ass, Jim Driscoll, was listening avidly to Mr. Evans' inane dribble. James looked past him in disgust and spotted his secretary standing next to Jim. James felt his pulse increase slightly. Isabel was a beautiful woman. She had been hired at the beginning of the tax season to take the place of James' old secretary, Martha. Old Martha had suddenly decided to retire and wasted no time in firing off an email to the company bigwigs, telling them all kinds of things that they could do with each other's cocks. Old Martha was creative. James had to give her that. Some of the things she suggested made even James blush. Of course, the executives had no idea who Martha was, so her email lost a little bit of sting. She was escorted out of the building, red-faced with fury. And so the company had hired Isabel almost right away, without consulting James, of course. He was just mid-level, after all, but still semi-important enough to warrant a secretary. However, James had to give them credit on this one. Isabel was as intelligent as she was beautiful. And that was saying something. Isabel was a beautiful Mexican woman. She had straight black hair that was cut short to frame her face. She wasn't the darkest Mexican that James had seen, but her skin had that natural tan. She had big brown eyes that James fancied he could fall into and drown if he let himself. Isabel was taking notes as James' eyes lingered on her. There was definitely something out about her, James decided. When she first started work, she would wear low-cut blouses and short skirts. James thought it was a tad too unprofessional. Besides, he had never really thought much of women who dressed like that. She must have been told something, because she stopped wearing clothes like that and began fully covering herself. In James' opinion, she might have gone a little too overboard because her clothes were a little too masculine. She would wear collared shirts and dress pants. Then, the week after that, her wardrobe changed again. This time she seemed to find a place that was in the middle of too sexy and too conservative. She wore decent-length skirts and her blouses showed just the barest hint of cleavage. It was a style of dress that James liked the most. In fact, if it wasn't too absurd to be true, James could have sworn that she was tailoring her outfits to his personal preference. Because these semi-conservative clothes were all she wore now. She must have decided not to wear contacts anymore because she started wearing glasses as well. Which was another thing that James thought was hot on a woman. Today she was wearing a knee-length black skirt and black high heels. The heels really showed off her calves, which was something of a fetish for James. He loved legs, especially Allison's. Her silky smooth legs were enough to make him cream his pants. Isabel was also wearing a black jacket over a silver blouse, which was unbuttoned low enough to show the tops of her breasts. She must have felt that somebody was watching her because she glanced back behind her. She caught James looking and gave him a little smile. She turned back to take notes. James felt his face flushing. Damn me, but she is beautiful. Why did Allison have to get me so horny this morning? James used his briefcase to cover the bulge in his pants. His cock softened just in time for Mr. Evans to dismiss everyone back to work. Isabel waited for James as everyone filed out of the conference room. She fell into step next to him as they made their way to his small office. Did you get those files from Mr. Johnson? He asked her. They walked into his office and James took off his coat and hung it on his coat rack. Yes, he dropped them off last night. He wants to know when he can expect his return to be finished. Evidently, he is expecting a big refund this year. Isabel handed him the file as he sat down at his desk. Her task was to handle all the tasks that James didn't have the time for, like filing and corresponding with the client. Thanks, Isabel. You are the best. She beamed a smile at him for the compliment. James felt his cock twitch again. Damn you. Go back to sleep, you stupid thing. I will take care of you tonight if there is time. 
You're welcome, Mr. Coltes. Oh, before I forget, Mr. Evans apparently wants you to work until late tonight getting that Merriman file to him. He said it is top priority. James groaned and massaged his temples with his fingers. He wasn't close to finishing that return. It will be a long night. So I was thinking I can go get some Chinese food tonight. I know it is your favorite. Isabel said. Isabel, you certainly don't have to work late tonight. It's my neck on the line, not yours. Mr. Coltes. I am your secretary. We are in this together, aren't we? James admitted that it made sense. He was definitely going to need all the help he could get tonight. Okay, as long as you don't mind. So let's go ahead and get started, shall we? James put down a folder on his desk and rubbed his eyes. What time is it? He glanced at his watch. It was eight o'clock and he still had a long night ahead of him. Allison sure wasn't happy about me staying so late tonight, was she? He thought back on the phone call he made a couple of hours ago. She was very disappointed to hear that he would be gone all night. James got the feeling that he did a better job of making her horny this morning than he realized. She had that huskiness to her voice when she first answered the phone, thinking that James was calling her on his way home. She has no idea how stressful this job is during tax season. She has it easy with that job over at Macy's. With the money I pull in, I don't think she has ever been stressed out by her job. His thoughts were interrupted as his nose picked up on a very pleasant scent. Isabel was walking into his office. Her hands were full with food, so she used that great ass of hers to push open his glass door. Hey, look what I have! She greeted him. Excellent! I didn't realize how hungry I was until I smelled the food. His mouth was practically watering. You work too hard, Mr. Coltes. She admonished him as she sat the styrofoam containers on his desk. Please, Isabel, no more of this Mr. Coltes business. He told her, waving his hand impatiently. Call me James. You work too hard, James. She told him. A small smile curved her lips. James chuckled. No, I just get so wrapped up in work that I forget to take care of the basic human necessities, like eating and using the bathroom. Remind me not to stand too close to you. She said. They both laughed. Seriously, James? Isabel continued. You have lost a lot of weight already. You should really take care of yourself better. Well, that's why I have you, right? James didn't know why he said that. What I mean is, uh, thanks for the dinner. You didn't have to do this. She tilted her head and smiled at him. James had the uncomfortable feeling that she knew exactly why that little slip-up came out of his mouth. But she just sat down in the seat in front of his desk and opened her container. James sighed in relief. Get a hold of yourself, James. Damn it. There is a reason why you don't hire gorgeous secretaries. Thanks a lot, you bastards. Still, as much as James would like to curse the management for hiring her, a small part of him was very glad they did. James opened his container, hoping to distract his traitorous thoughts with good Chinese food. But he couldn't help but watch her as they ate their meals in a comfortable silence. After meeting Allison, I didn't think a woman came more beautiful than a tall, pale redhead. But Isabel is something else, too. It may be the contrast between her and Allison that is so attractive. Isabel is a lot shorter than Allison. She is obviously darker as well. Her hair is short, whereas Allison's is long and flowing. Isabel is pretty much the exact opposite of Allison in looks. James chewed his food in a thoughtful silence. Isabel and Allison both had everything he liked in a woman. The only difference between them was their looks. James noticed for the first time that Isabel was leaning over in her chair so she could eat off James' desk. This caused her blouse to expand open and show off most of her breasts. They hung down like torpedoes. The only thing keeping her nipples from view was her brow. Her breasts were surprisingly pale. James gulped down his mouthful of food and felt sweat start to form on his forehead. His cock was already straining against his pants. God, how I hate tax season. How long has it been since I fucked Allison? I hate these 80-hour work weeks. Isabel closed her tray and sat back in the chair, removing the impressive view from James' eyes. His cock gave a little jerk of disappointment. He had definitely gone too long without sex. A comfortable silence descended down as Isabel watched James finish his food. Feeling her eyes on him, James hastily sucked down the food. Finally he finished and set aside his tray. Well, my dear Isabel, it's back to the grindstone for us. She smiled at him as she got up and took the empty trays. 
She made sure she leaned over his desk to grab his and James was met with another eyeful of cleavage. His cock stiffened. He watched her ass as she left his office and cursed tax season once again. James finally dragged his weary body into bed at close to midnight. Allison was already asleep. She was wearing a very thick set of pajamas, which was a clear message to James to not even think about waking her up for sex. James wouldn't do it anyways. He was too exhausted. His cock had finally gone back to sleep after Isabel left his office. And for some strange reason, James couldn't stop thinking about her as he slowly sank down into his dreams. The next few weeks were a torture for James. He had only managed to make love to Allison once on a Sunday when he only had to work half a day. And even then it was over way too quick. If anything, it made James feel even more sexually frustrated. And all the while, Mr. Evans was working James down to the bone. He seemed to have been especially singled out as none of James' colleagues had to work the same schedule. They kept giving him sympathetic glances whenever he stopped by to shoot the breeze. The only bright spot was Isabel. She matched him hour for hour, even though her overtime wasn't approved. She was basically working for free. That made James feel guilty as hell. Isabel, don't you have a boyfriend or a life to get to? James asked her one late night in the office. Only the janitorial staff was still in the building. Isabel was currently bent over at the waist, digging around in some files that were piled on the floor. Her skirt was straining against what had to be a very toned ass. That ass was staring James right in the face. He sometimes felt that she did this on purpose. Not that he minded. What? She said, as she straightened up with a big file in her arms. Boyfriend? Oh no, nothing like that. I live in a tiny apartment by myself. I am really not much of a party girl, you know. I don't mind working if that is what you are worried about. But Isabel, you are working all this overtime for free. That's crazy. She laughed. If there is such a thing as a beautiful laugh, she definitely has it. That's what some of my friends say. But they don't see how hard you work, or how unfair Mr. Evans is. I just, I just can't imagine how bad it would be for you if I didn't pick up the slack. Face it, Mr. Call, um, James, you need me. She flashed him that beautiful smile. James felt a strange squeezing in his chest. It almost felt like he was about to start crying like a little girl. He had never seen such loyalty before. That she was working so hard for him was beautiful. That is the best way he could describe it. She must have seen the emotion on his face because she walked over to where he was sitting and grabbed his hand. James felt his heart beating loudly in his ears. James, she whispered. There was no smile on her face now. But there was something in her eyes, a fierce passion that he had only ever seen in Allison. I would be lying if that was the only reason I am working so late. James knew he should let go of her hand and go straight home to Allison. He should make love to her and hold her all night. Allison was right. He didn't need this job, this career. He could do better for her. He could do something else that gave him plenty of time to spend with her. He would be happy doing anything as long as he had her. But that part of James wasn't in control. There was a more primal James that was exhausted and horny as hell. This James knew what Isabel was about to say before she even said it. James, I am working because of you. Because of the way my heart beats whenever you look at me or whenever you touch my hand. And because you are so incredibly beautiful that I can't keep my eyes off of you. James could feel her hand trembling in his. He was pretty sure his was trembling too. It's not just because you are the most beautiful man I have ever seen. It's because you are completely unaware of it. You are so oblivious to how all the women fall silent whenever you walk by. I don't know what it is about you. How somebody who looks like you can be some mid-level accountant on the 21st floor is beyond my comprehension. James opened his mouth to speak but no sound came out. His hand was definitely trembling now. He thought he should at least stand up. He didn't like how her body was hovering over him. Of course, if he stood up she would see his raging boner. What the hell is the matter with you? You love Allison. Get the hell out of her. But the rational James was no longer in control of his body. All he could do is sit here and watch. Isabel leaned in closer to him. These past few weeks, I have fallen for you. You are the kind of man I always wanted. We have so much in common. I know you are married, and I know I shouldn't think this but all is fair in love and war, right? James wanted to tell her that it's not okay. That people should be left alone and temptation should be removed. 
but she was leaner closer to him, as though coming in for a kiss. His heart was racing so fast that he was afraid it would jump right out of his chest and hop to Allison to tattletale on him. James couldn't help but think that she was right. They did have a lot in common. He had really come to know her over these past few weeks of working eighty hours. She was a great woman, no doubt about that. And James had never experienced such loyalty before. It meant a lot to him that she worked so hard. A guilty part of James also had to admit that she understood his job and the hectic schedule he was under. His wife could never understand why he had to work so much, that it takes a lot of hard work to make sure that she never has to worry about money or getting a real job. And Isabel understood. She was here with him, in the trenches. Isabel's lips were now inches away from his. James was still paralyzed. James. She breathed against his lips. And that was enough. James unfroze so fast that he almost startled her. His lips met hers in a surge of passion. She quickly wrapped her legs around him as he stood up and placed her on his desk. He leaned her against the desk and devoured her lips hungrily. His cock was attempting to burst through his zipper. Isabel broke the kiss to reach her hand down to his belt. She struggled to undo it. And just like that, the spell was broken. When her lips left his, reality seemed to set back in. Allison. Isabel, I can't. James knocked her hands away from his belt and stumbled back. Isabel looked shocked. She was lying on the desk, panting with lust. Her eyes could have melted a block of ice at that moment. James wanted her so bad that it scared him. That was why he had to get the hell out of there. Sorry. He mumbled to her as he raced by. He fumbled for his coat by his office door and ran like the hounds of hell were hot on his heels. James stood in front of his front door, trying to catch his breath. He had repeatedly wiped his lips on the drive back. He wouldn't be surprised to find out that he had rubbed them raw. He took a deep breath and walked inside. It was still relatively early. He had left without thought about his work. He would pay for it tomorrow but he really didn't care about that at this moment. Allison was watching TV when he walked in. She jumped in fright. James! What are you doing here already? Oh, just, I'm um, decided I have been working too much lately. So I thought I would surprise you. Really? The look of joy on her face stabbed James in his traitorous heart. She walked over to him and slid her arms around him. She laid her head on his chest. Thank you so much. I love you. James didn't, or couldn't, say anything. He kissed the top of her head and tried to hold back tears. What the hell have I done? How could I even think about betraying this angel? The guilty part of James tried to whisper to him that all he had done was kiss her. There was no crime committed. James refused to listen to it. Even still, he felt a little better. He had resisted temptation, hadn't he? What man in that position could have done that? I love you too, James finally managed to say. He put his hands on her face and kissed her lips, hoping she couldn't detect any of Isabel's lipstick. She kissed him back fiercely. He ran his hand down her neck to her shoulder blades. He bent down and kissed each side of her neck. His hand slid down the outside of her pants and squeezed her crotch. She pushed him back. Damn you, James, why did you have to pick now to surprise me? I am on my period, sweetie. James felt his momentary boner already began to sag. It was probably some sort of karmic justice. Do you think, you know, we could do it anyways? Allison sighed and stepped out of his embrace. Honey, you know I don't like that. It really hurts me. Just surprise me again in a few days, okay? James nodded, though he doubted he would be coming home early anytime soon. James stood in front of the mirror and fixed his tie. He grabbed his keys off of the dresser and turned to look at his wife. She was sound asleep with the blankets pulled up to her chin. It wouldn't matter anyways, she was wearing thick pajamas again. James sighed and left for work. The drive was a nightmare of nerves for James. He both did and did not look forward to seeing Isabel after last night. Would he play it off and act like nothing happened? Or should he confront her and ask her never to bring that up again? James struggled with these questions right up until he saw her sitting in her desk outside of his office. She looked up when he came close and smiled. Good morning, Mr. Coltes, she said pleasantly. Right there James decided to pretend that nothing happened between them. Coward. Good morning, M.S. Martinez. Did Mr. Evans already stop by? She had a twinkle in her eye that told James she knew what he was doing. Yes, he did. 
He was very disappointed that you had to leave early yesterday. But he understood when I told him you came down with such terrible food poisoning that you vomited all over my blouse. James couldn't help but smile. Thank you, Ms. Isabel. She smiled back and James wanted her to take her right there. He knew that he had fallen for her. Now he understood that he must resist her at all costs. He was not betraying Allison by falling for Isabel. He still loved Allison with all his heart, but he would be lying to himself to say that he didn't have feelings for Isabel. Feelings, James was sure, that would have probably turned to love if he had been single. James spent the first few minutes that morning contemplating the meaning of love. Allison was his world, no doubt about it. He could never imagine a life without her. Period. But how is it possible to fall for someone else? Don't those feelings contradict each other? He did his best to catch up with the work he missed last night. Mr. Evans had set such tough deadlines that James was finding it almost impossible to make up for those lost hours. It was already eight o'clock at night, and Isabel was still working faithfully with him. James was so buried under work that he didn't have any free moments to think about last night. James? Isabel was standing in the doorway looking concerned. What is it? Mr. Evans is on his way. He said he needed the Robinson file five minutes ago. Shit! James could see Mr. Evans walking down the hallway behind Isabel. Isabel darted a nervous glance at James and scurried to stand next to him. Mr. Evans walked in a few seconds later. Mr. Evans, I understand you need the Robinson file. But unfortunately, due to my illness, last night, I have been scrambling all day to finish it. It's not quite finished. James trailed off as he saw Mr. Evans' face darken with every word. Mr. Coltes, we are paying you a handsome salary to work as efficiently as possible during this time of year. And the last time I looked, efficiency doesn't mean ducking out of work four hours early with a big deadline hanging overhead. James sank lower and lower into his chair. Once Mr. Evans got started, there was no stopping him. James prepared himself for a verbal tongue lashing. It's now eight o'clock and I am heading out the door and I needed to take that file home to review. Now I have to explain to the partners why Mr. Robinson is going to be making some irate phone calls. We set deadlines for a reason, Mr. Coltes. Our time is dictated by our clients and not by your upset stomach. You are dash. Shut up, you old bag of wind. James was so startled that he nearly fell out of his chair. Isabel was standing with her fists clenched tight. Her face was red with fury. You have no idea how hard we work to get those files to you. All you care about is getting a pat on the head from the senior partners. You are nothing but a sniveling, cowardly, credit-hogging son of a bitch. There was a moment of stunned silence. In an absurd moment, both Mr. Evans and James looked at each other, as though to ask if that had just really happened. Slowly the look of shock faded from Mr. Evans' face. It was replaced by outrage. How dare you speak to me like that? You are fired. Get your stuff packed and get out of this office. And with that, Mr. Evans stormed out of James' office. They heard the elevator open and close. The office was eerily silent. They were the only people still working. James looked at Isabel in wonder. She was still standing with her fists clenched. She was taking great gulps of air. Angry tears were falling down her cheeks. She turned her head to look at James. He saw a fiery passion that dwarfed any look Allison had ever given him. Without thinking, James sprang out of his chair and embraced her roughly. He had never been defended like that before. He could feel her tears fall on his cheek as she covered his lips with hers. He tasted the salt on her lips and it was intoxicating. She pulled down his tie and took it off his head and threw it across the room. Her tongue continued to dance inside his mouth. He ripped the buttons off her blouse. She shrugged out of the sleeves and let it fall to the floor. She was wearing a black bra. James gripped the skirt and yanked it down her hips. She wriggled out of it and it joined her blouse on the floor. She was now wearing only a black bra and panties and her high heels. And her glasses, of course. Those turned James on more than anything. They never once broke their kiss during this undressing. She undid his belt this time in one swift motion. She unbuttoned his pants and yanked them down to his ankles. Now on her knees, she almost violently ripped off his underwear. His erect cock sprung up and smacked her in the cheek. She grabbed it in one hand and began furiously pumping it. Her rough treatment of his cock was turning him on like never before. She stopped pumping and brought the head to her lips. She nipped it gently with her teeth and then the head disappeared between her lips. She sucked hungrily on it. 
James no longer had room for rational thought. Any guilt, any thoughts that this was wrong were banished in this moment of passion. He didn't care about any potential consequences. He wanted her like he had never wanted anyone, not even Allison. Isabel continued her relentless assault on his cock. She scraped her teeth lightly up and down the length of his cock. She then proceeded to shove his whole nine inches into her mouth. At first, he didn't think she could do it. But after some impressive twisting and plenty of spit, she swallowed him whole. He groaned loudly as he felt his balls begin to tingle. She slurped her way down his cock again and then picked it up in order to get her mouth on his ball sack. She swallowed his sack and pulled on it with her mouth. The tingle began spreading through his whole body. He knew he would lose his load soon if she continued. So he picked her up and bent her over his desk. He grabbed her panties and pulled them down to her ankles. She stepped out of them and kicked them aside. James buried his face in her ass. She was so wet that it was dripping down her thigh. His tongue darted into every fold of her pussy. Her taste was like honey on his tongue. He adjusted his licking based on her moaning. Whenever she let out a particularly fierce moan, he knew he was in her sweet spot. So he began his tongue assault on that area. He darted his tongue out as fast as possible and licked every drop of nectar that continued to pour out of that treasure cove. James knew that they both didn't care if there were any janitorial employees still in the building. He wanted her to moan as loud as she could. He stuck his middle finger into her wet pussy and continued to lick her sweet spot. He pumped his finger in and out as fast as he could. Oh fuck James, that feels so good. Please keep licking me. James increased the pace of his licking and finger fucking. Her body stiffened in anticipation of the orgasm to come. James kept it up and was rewarded with a fresh wave of her juices as she convulsed in orgasmic bliss. When her body was done twitching, and she had time to catch her breath, James stood up and positioned his cock at the entrance to her pussy. Do you want me to fuck you? She looked back over her shoulder at him. Her eyes were glazed with both passion and the orgasm she just had. Yes, please. Please fuck my pussy. Oh God, please fuck me. James pushed his cock in. He felt the old familiar warmth of a very hot pussy engulfing his cock. James grabbed her by the hips and began pounding her. Fuck. Fuck. Fuck me. Don't ever fucking stop. James watched as his crotch repeatedly rammed into hers. Her ass was everything he had imagined. How this beautiful, slim Mexican woman could have a bubble but was beyond him. But he loved it. She even had a tan line where her panties would be. Allison's ass wasn't anything to write home about. But this. James undid the bra strap on her back and slid it off her arms. He reached under her and grabbed onto her tits. They filled his hands nicely. He wanted to fuck her where he could suck on her tits, but he was enjoying this bubble but too much. James, I love how you fuck me. Shit. I have never been pounded this good before. Fuck. Her pussy squeezed his cock as another orgasm ripped through her loins. James could feel her juices coating his thighs. He continued his pounding of her beautiful ass. Soon, he felt his balls tingling unbearably. Oh fuck Isabel, I am going to come. Oh fuck yeah James. Come all over my ass. Please. Come on my ass. I want to feel your hot come all over my ass. James held on as long as he could before he couldn't take it anymore. He whipped his cock out at the last moment and sprayed her ass with his hot seed. Wave after wave pumped out of his cock to cover both ass cheeks. She reached behind her and began spreading it all over her ass. James leaned down over her and kissed her neck. They stood like that, breathing heavily. Oh my, God. James looked up and almost passed out in shock. Standing in his office doorway was Allison. Chapter 02 For James, the moment seemed frozen in time. Every movement was painfully slow and exaggerated. He could see each individual tear form in Allison's eyes and watched helplessly as they made their slow descent down her cheeks. It seemed almost absurd how slowly his softening cock was pulled out of Isabel's wet cunt. James was prisoner to this moment, the fulcrum of fate of which his entire life would turn. He knew his life was changed, even as he seemed to be stuck in the primordial ooze of time. Isabel was still bent over the desk, her head coming up at the sound of Allison's voice with delicate slowness. James could hear the air rise from her lungs, up through her throat, and out of her mouth as a grunt of surprise. The first hair on Allison's cheek hung on the edge of her chin, stretched out toward the ground, 
and then finally broke free of its prison and fell toward the floor. James' eyes were riveted on it as it made its final descent. He felt his whole life was summarized in that tear. It shattered on the floor, as though it was made of ice. James shattered. And with that, time kicked back into full motion. You, you, you bastard! Allison was red-faced with fury and grief. Oh shit! Isabel scrambled for her clothes. She didn't even bother dressing. She collected every article of clothing that she could find and turned, terrified, to look at Allison. She pointed her finger behind her, toward the doorway. Get the fuck out of my sight, you whore! Isabel didn't need to be told twice. She let out a whimper of fear and ran full speed out of the office. She had her clothes pinned to her chest, crusts of cum flaked off her ass as she passed Allison. Allison stared at the floor. She could have been staring at the flakes of dried cum. Most likely, she just couldn't bear to look at James. James didn't see her. He didn't see or hear Isabel scamper out of the office. He didn't see her bubble but bounce up and down as a fully nude woman ran out of a deserted office. His mind was nowhere and everywhere. His eyes saw only the red pain of his heart. He didn't want to be here. He didn't want to face the pain to come. He didn't want to look at Allison and see the heartbreak there. He was on a path of self-explosion. His mind would never come back. So it did the only thing it could do to preserve itself. It banished the pain, refused to acknowledge it. James didn't know it yet, but this was the moment his mind and soul was scarred beyond recognition. Vision came back to him slowly. He took stock of his surroundings. He seemed to be naked. His cock was flaccid and sticky with cum. He looked down and saw that he was still wearing his dress shoes and socks. He almost chuckled. He looked across the room and saw Allison still looking at the floor. Her shoulders were shaking but no tears were coming. She seemed beyond tears. James knew that sight should have broken him, but he felt disinterested. Evidently, his mind had done too good of a job. He would worry about that later. What are you doing here? His voice sounded cold. He wasn't surprised. Allison was. Her eyebrows rose up in shock. She stared at him as though a dog had stood up on its hind legs and started barking out the national anthem. You fucking bastard! I find you banging your secretary, and you have the gall to ask me what I am doing here. Banging your secretary! What a fucking cliché you are! James took this tongue lashing in silence. He couldn't feel anything. What? What is wrong with me? He tried to feel something, anything, but he kept feeling something blocking his thoughts. Something like a wall. Allison just continued to stare at him. She seemed to be waiting for a response. What are you doing here? That seemed the only thing his mind could come up with. What is this, James? Is this some kind of fucking joke? I receive a phone call from your secretary to come to your office at eight to enjoy a dinner and this is what you want me to see? What, am I supposed to take off my clothes and join you too? My secretary? What the fuck is going on? James could feel the wall in his mind weakening. He thought he could almost hear a voice from behind it. It seemed to be shouting. What, I don't. James looked around his office. He saw the piles of his client files scattered on the floor. Isabel must have knocked those over when she left. I should have her pick them up when she comes back in. Are you here, James? You break my heart, you son of a bitch, and you just stand them looking stupid? Am I supposed to feel sorry for you? Fuck you. Allison collapsed to her knees and sobbed into her hands. Why didn't Isabel pick up those files? I must be working her too hard. James walked over and began picking up the files. Allison stopped crying. She stared in horror as a naked man squatted on his haunches and started gathering files. His back was to her. If he had seen the utter devastation on that once proudly fierce face, he would have embraced her. Mind block be damned. Allison was beyond tears. James. She whispered. James froze. The utter helplessness in the voice of the woman he loved beyond comparison breached his wall. It shattered around him and the voice behind the wall could finally be heard. I am damned. What have I done? Why did I betray everything? Allison, my love. Oh, my love. Down came the wall and out came the flood of grief. The river of pain washed through his mind and body. He collapsed into the fetal position and began to sob. Allison made no move to him. She watched with eyes red and unblinking. I deserve to die. Oh God, why am I tormented so? I fell for her. How? How? My love for Allison should have blocked those feelings. 
Wow! James had no idea how long he burned in hell. Time had no meaning. The river faded to a steady flow. His mind braced itself on that river and balanced him. He looked up. Allison was sitting against the wall, looking at the feet of James' desk. James crawled through the vomit he did not remember puking and stuck out his hand toward Allison. She batted it away and looked him in the eyes. The hatred in her eyes seared him on the spot. I gave you everything. I gave you my heart and my life. All I asked is for you to take care of those things for me. In return, you would have loved the like of which you have never experienced. I would take care of you and love you for all of time. Did I not live up to my end of the bargain? Allison. He croaked, reaching out toward her again. She swatted his hand away with disdain. No, James, you will never touch me again. I held up my end of the bargain. You did not. You took my life and my heart, and you stomped them into the mud. I am broken now, you understand? Never again could I trust you. Did you understand what my trust meant? James began quietly weeping. He laid his head on the floor. The puke oozed around his cheek. Look at you. You are pathetic. Was a good fucking from a beautiful woman worth this? We had it all, James. I don't think even you know why you did this, do you? He didn't bother answering. Allison shook her head. I, I don't know where to go from here. Her lip trembled and fresh tears welled in her eyes. James, I loved you, I loved you. I loved you, I loved. He stretched out his hand for the third time. She grabbed it and held it tight. They wept together. James never touched her again. James sat on the floor of his empty bedroom. Bare white curtains fluttered as the gentle spring breeze flowed through the open windows. He stood up suddenly and walked over to the French double doors that opened up on the balcony of the upper-story master bedroom. He walked to the rail and leaned his elbows against it. The sun was falling behind the large hill a few miles out from his house. The sky was a collage of brilliant purples and oranges and reds. The breeze caressed his face as it flew by. It really was a beautiful thing to witness. The setting sun would no doubt rise again and once more paint the sky with such vivid colors. Such was life. Time rolled on no matter what. James watched the sunset without moving. The last line of sunlight flashed brilliantly before disappearing behind the hill. He came out of his reverie with a start. Time to get this over with. He sighed and walked back into his room. He sat down where he was previously and grabbed the divorce papers. He signed his name with a flourish. And that is that. He put the papers back into the manila envelope and put it aside. Allison would no doubt be happy to be rid of him at long last. Thinking of her always brought fresh pain. He wished he could have signed the papers in front of her. He hadn't seen her since that night she caught him in his office. She left before he did. It took him half the night to muster the courage to leave. He got home and was not surprised to find a duffel bag for him on the front porch. He took it and got a hotel room not far away. The divorce was handled through the lawyers. James gave her whatever she wanted. Which was pretty much everything, except for the house. She said she wanted to move away and start fresh and didn't want to be reminded of the good times in that house. But she took all the furniture and left him the carcass of a once great love. James went to the kitchen and poured himself a glass of wine. He set the glass down and felt a stab of pain in his right hand. He flexed it and examined it. He smiled, as he did every time he examined the heavy bandages wrapping the entire hand. He lay on his hotel bed, weeping without tears. All the tears had been wept hours ago. But still his shoulders shook in intense grief. His mind tormented him by making him relive flashes of pain and anguish on his wife's face. Every insult she hurled at him branded his heart over and over again. He remembered each curse word she called him. He remembered how he was frozen with shock. He remembered how all his numb brain could do was ask the same stupid question over and over again. Allison had been disbelieving that he could ask that question. She cursed him again. Told him, told him. James bolted up in bed. She told me Isabel called her to meet me at eight o'clock for dinner. James immediately stopped weeping as his mind kicked into gear. He was very intelligent but not Mensa intelligent. But what was special about him was that he was very intuitive. His mind never had trouble making that intuitive leap. It was the power of his mind, in fact, that would later develop walls of unsurpassed strength and would forever change his life. Why would Isabel call my wife? She told her to meet me at eight o'clock. 
That was right around the time Mr. Evans stormed into my office and made Isabel lash out. That, in turn, turned me on so bad that I couldn't help myself. Like a puzzle piece sliding into place, James knew that what happened between Mr. Evans and Isabel was orchestrated. He also knew intuitively that the purpose was for exactly what happened. James caved in and fucked her silly. But why was Isabel working with Mr. Evans? And why did she want my wife to catch me? James sat on the bed and let his mind work out the pieces of this puzzle. He thought through everything he knew about Isabel. He remembered everything from the time they were first introduced to the time she smeared his cum all over her ass. He remembered thinking how odd it was that her clothing fluctuated before settling on semi-conservative. He remembered how even back then he had a sneaking suspicion that she was tailoring herself to his personal preferences. At the time he thought that she was trying to impress him, but what if? She was trying to seduce me from the beginning. That was her purpose. James knew he was right. But the question still remained, why? He got off the bed and walked out of his hotel room. He got in his car and began driving. His mind wandered as he drove. If Isabel was trying to seduce him from the beginning in order for his wife to catch him, then she was very, very good. In fact, she was the best damn actress he had ever seen. She showed so many emotions, she seemed so sincere. How the hell did she fake that passion he saw in her eyes? James' mind followed the only logical conclusion. Somebody that good had to be a professional. Somebody hired her. James finally connected the dots. He must have known all along because, without realizing it, he had driven himself to his office building. He could hear his teeth grinding together, as a slowly rising anger began to take a hold of him. He strode through the parking lot like a man on a mission. He entered the lobby and passed several nicely dressed professionals. He was still wearing his clothes from the day before. They were crumpled and dirty. Dried pieces of vomit still clung to his cheek. People gave him a wide berth. Nobody got on the elevator with him, and that was fine by him. All the while, his anger threatened to spill over from the boiling pot of his stomach. He couldn't even form a thought. The elevators opened on the twenty-first floor. He strode through the valley of cubicles. Phones rang off the hook as nobody picked them up. Everyone was frozen in place as they watched him pass by, their mouths hanging open. Everyone stood up in their cubicles to watch him. His friend Frank strode up to him. James, what dash? Fuck off. He told his once good friend. Frank's mouth fell open as James brushed past him. He turned the corner past the cubicles and headed toward the two glass doors that opened up on the conference room. It was full of partners and managers. Mr. Evans was standing up and speaking. James grabbed the door and yanked it open. All eyes turned toward him. Mr. Evans glanced at him and smiled. Ah, uh, speak of the devil. We were just discussing the interesting revelations that the janitorial staff had to share with Dash. Mr. Evans cut off suddenly, perhaps due to the fact that James' fist had lodged itself into his mouth. James felt a sharp crack in his hand but felt no pain. Mr. Evans tumbled over his chair and fell to the ground, unconscious. Blood poured out of his mouth and pooled on the floor. Two broken fragments of teeth lay on the conference table. A shock silence settled over the room. James glanced at his fist and saw that it was purple and starting to swell. He glanced up at the other managers. They stared at him as though he was the boogeyman from the stories. He smiled and flipped them the finger from his good hand. He turned on his heel and strode out of the room. He walked purposefully down the hallway, past the cubicles, whose occupants had followed him and saw what happened through the glass doors, and some of whom gave him thumbs up as he passed by, turned into another hallway, and walked up to the door that said human resources in big letters. He pushed open the door into a tiny and cramped office. John Adamson, the HR manager, sat at his desk and glanced up as James walked in. Mr. Coltes, what are you hey you can't go in there? Mr. Adamson yelled at James, who had walked past him and through the door behind his desk. This room was much larger and contained several large file cabinets. He walked to the cabinet that said M. It was locked. He turned toward John. The key? He told him simply. Mr. Coltes, you are not permitted in here. These file cabinets contain sensitive employee information, as you well know. If you do not leave, I will call security. James stared at him silently. Sweat began forming on John's forehead. Without warning, James kicked him in the balls. John let out a whoosh of air and collapsed, gasping, to the ground. James bent down and removed the key John's front shirt pocket. 
He opened the file cabinet and quickly located the file that read, Martinez Isabel. He grabbed the page that listed her home address and shut the cabinet. He locked it and returned the key to John's pocket. John continued to moan on the ground. God, that felt good. James thought as he made his way to the elevators. He walked in the elevator and turned around. His former employees stood up and gave him a standing ovation. A senior partner was jogging toward him, flanked by two security guards. James waved with his good hand as the elevator doors clanged shut. Fuckers! His building only kept two security guards, both of whom had just been called up to the 21st floor. This meant James whistled happily to himself as he walked out the front lobby and got into his car. His mood soured though, as pain began lancing through his hand and the thought of driving to see Isabel loomed large in his mind. Isabel, why? Damn me to hell! How did I fall for that woman? James could only shake his head. The drive to the address listed on her employment form took James to the poor section of the city. He parked in front on the building with the address listed on the form. It was an abandoned apartment complex. He wasn't surprised. She was a professional. Mr. Evans had hired her to seduce James for some unknown reason and so of course she wouldn't use her real address. In fact, Isabel might not even be her real name. As James drove back to his hotel, he was pretty sure he would never see Isabel again. He wanted to beat himself for feeling pain over that thought. James laughed at the memory as he flexed his hand. Mr. Evans didn't want the truth to get out, so he didn't press charges on James. He must have somehow talked John Adamson into not pressing charges either. If the senior partners ever learned what Mr. Evans had done, he would never find work in this field again. James had broken his hand but it was healing up nicely now. It had been a rough couple of months though. He still dealt with the pain of both his hand and Allison every day. Allison was so dead set on being rid of James that the divorce had been finalized in record time. He missed her terribly. James sat at the table outside his favorite cafe and drank his coffee. The day was warm and there wasn't a cloud in the sky. James was in a practically good mood as he had just had the last wrappings removed from his hand. The doctor declared it completely healed. The day was so nice that James could almost feel his broken heart start to mend despite his best efforts. Days like these reminded him that life goes on and you just got to keep trucking. Little did he know that his heart would never get the opportunity to heal. James just finished his coffee and was about to leave when something caught his eye. It was a woman across the street sitting outside a bookstore and reading a book. James didn't quite know why she caught his eye, but there was something about her. She had long dark hair and was wearing sunglasses. She wore a spaghetti strap dress and sandals. No, it can't be. James got up, waited for a couple of cars to pass by, and made his way over to where the woman sat. He chose a table a couple hundred feet away. He waited patiently as she continued to read a book. After ten minutes, a tall man with blonde hair approached her. Um, Miss Isabel? He asked her. You bitch. It was definitely his Isabel, all right. She had obviously put extensions in her hair and had a deeper tan, but it was her. Inside, James was a volcano of rage. He gripped the table until his fingers hurt. She looked up from her book and smiled at the man. You must be Mr. Young. Please sit down. She gestured gracefully to the chair in front of her. Mr. Young gave her a nervous smile and sat down. Now, Mr. Young, let's move straight to business, shall we? How can I help you? He swallowed. WLF friend of mine G gave me your number and told me you see could help me with my problem. She dazzled him with her best smile and his shoulders lost all their tension. Damn, she is really good. Sorry. He told her. I am just a little nervous. Michael told me you were drop-dead gorgeous, but I think he understated that a bit. Thank you? She offered him another dazzling smile. Don't fall for it, man. She is a fucking succubus. Anyways. Mr. Young continued blushing. I, uh, well, the thing is, I stand to inherit a lot of money from my father. A lot of money. And you see, my father is very particular about the type of woman that I am to marry. So particular, in fact, that he will cut me off if he doesn't approve of my choice. Let me guess. Isabel interrupted. You already made your choice and it's not somebody your father will approve of. Mr. Young blushed and stared at his feet. I, I am in love. My girlfriend is, well let's just say she doesn't come from good stock, as my father would say. 
I want to marry her but my father will cut me off if I do. I don't quite understand where I fit in this picture. Isabel said. But James could tell from the smile that she hid as she took a sip from her coffee that she knew exactly what he wanted from her. What a cunning bitch. Now I don't feel quite so bad falling for her. I didn't know what I was up against. James still seethed with anger at being duped but he squashed it down as best as he could. Well, Ms. Isabel, like I said, I have heard a lot about you from my friend. He said you are unbelievably good at what you do. So let me cut to the chase. I don't need you to seduce my father. He already has too many mistresses. My mom doesn't care. She is still with him for the money. No, what I need from you, Ms. Isabel, is to seduce my father, make him fall in love with you, and then use that leverage to make him accept my marriage to my girlfriend. Mr. Young leaned back in his chair and put his hands behind his head. He smiled. The posture he adopted was supposed to make his proposition sound like a piece of cake, James knew. James glanced quickly at Isabel, hoping to see her caught off guard. But she simply sipped her coffee and contemplated this in silence. What a tough bitch. James couldn't help but admire her a little. The moment stretched into several. Mr. Young maintained his posture but James could see sweat forming on his forehead. He also noted that Mr. Young was trying hard to maintain his smile. Finally, Isabel set down her coffee and spoke. What you suggest is not impossible. Mr. Young sighed in relief. Isabel continued. Just how much money will you be inheriting from your father? Mr. Young frowned at the question. He will give me $10 million when I marry and I stand to inherit 50% of his estate when he dies. Why do you ask? $10 million, you say? Isabel mused over this number for a while. Okay, my fee will be $1 million. Isabel picked up her coffee again and settled back in her chair. James' jaw almost hit the ground. No way she could make that much money being a whore. He is going to laugh in her face. Mr. Young contemplated this declaration for several minutes. You promise that you will succeed? Isabel looked annoyed by the question. I come with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. If for some reason I fail, which I won't, then I won't charge you a penny. However, for the amount of work it will take to do this job, I think 10% of this dowry is very reasonable. James watched in stunned silence. I think it's not as reasonable you make it sound, Ms. Isabel. Mr. Young, do you think your father is a man to fall in love so easily? I know his type, rich, powerful, and wants to stay that way. That is the kind of man who doesn't put much stock in useless feelings like love. Am I wrong? Mr. Young looked ashamed. No, I guess I didn't think it all the way through. You're right. My father is a ruthless son of a bitch. I doubt he loves me, his own flesh and blood. And I know he only views my mother as a breeding vessel meant to carry on his line. You have a deal. He stuck out his hand and shook Isabel's. Isabel reached into a bag at her feet and pulled out a thick manila envelope. This is a very important packet. It is absolutely imperative that you answer each and every question as truthfully as possible. Do you understand? Mr. Young looked a bit overwhelmed as he took the packet but he nodded his head. Every single question, Mr. Young. I will contact you tomorrow. Have a good day. Mr. Young shook her hand and they walked in opposite directions. James got up and followed Isabel at a discreet distance. His mind was still reeling at what just happened. One million dollars. James followed Isabel to an upscale apartment building. She was greeted warmly by a doorman and walked inside. James attempted to follow her but the doorman stopped him. Excuse me sir, are you visiting someone? The frown he gave James said he very much doubted it. James had to bite his tongue to keep from giving this doorman a tongue lashing. Cool it James. You won't get in the building by losing your cool. Yes sir. I was attempting to stop Ms. Isabel Martinez but she didn't hear my shouting from down the street. You are a friend of Ms. Martinez? Does it matter? James snapped back. He immediately regretted it. The doorman's face was turning red. Look here, Dash. I'm sorry, mister. James looked at his name tag. Steve. It has been a trying morning for me. Yes, Ms. Martinez and I are old friends. I would very much like to surprise her. What is her apartment number? Steve the doorman eyed James suspiciously. 14C. And what is your name, sir? James Coltes. Thank you so much for your help. James walked inside before the doorman had a chance to say anything else. What the fuck was that about? I bet Isabel has that poor fellow twisted around her finger. 
He must be some type of first defense for people seeking her out. James hurried to the elevator before the doorman had the security guard sitting in the lobby go after him. He pressed the button for the 14th floor, and the elevator rose up smoothly. There was a rather nice video screen in the elevator that was showing the news. Isabel definitely made a nice living for herself. I can't believe she makes that kind of money. James got off on the 14th floor and followed the apartment letters toward the C apartment. He stood in front of the door and tried to collect himself. His heart was beating so fast. His palms were sweaty. He swallowed and knocked on the door. A few seconds passed before Isabel opened the door. She was so breathtakingly beautiful that James wanted to take her right there. Calm the fuck down, James. That is how she got you last time. Now it's time for some payback, bitch. Isabel's mouth fell open. James knew this was one of the only times she had ever been truly surprised in her life. Ja, James, what? What are you? How did you find me? Surprised, you fucking bitch? The vehemence in James' voice shocked her even more. Her eyebrows shot up in alarm and her skin turned white. James suddenly had a vision of his fist smashing into that beautiful face. The thought both excited and repulsed him. Isabel recovered herself quickly. James, why don't you come in? The civility in her voice doused most of his rage. He really had no idea why he came. He thought talking was just as good as anything he could think of. He nodded and walked in. Her apartment was beautiful. She had a wide and spacious kitchen to his right. The hallway opened up on a big living room. Her furniture was modern and sophisticated. She had several pieces of art on the walls. James stood in the living room, feeling out of place. Isabel walked past him and sat on a luxurious white crescent-shaped couch. James remained standing. Isabel studied him as though he was a piece of art she was interested in buying. So how did you find me? Does it matter? James told her mysteriously. He wanted her to know as little as possible. Let her be in the dark for a change. No. I guess it doesn't. Again, she looked at him as though she had never seen his like. It made him uncomfortable. Well, you found me. Now what? James shrugged. Now that he was here, he had no clue what he wanted. She smiled at him. Well, I guess I should at least tell you what happened. I know what happened. He told her icily. Her eyebrows rose in surprise. Do you? Does she think I am an idiot? James felt his temper rising. Yes, I know. I know how Mr. Evans hired you to seduce me. I know how you dress differently to match my taste. I know each and every word and gesture was a calculation on your part, you conniving slut. Isabel didn't get angry at his insult. Indeed, she once more looked at him in that calculating manner of hers. Remarkable, just remarkable. I always knew you were special, James. What the fuck are you going on about? How did you figure it out? She replied, ignoring his open hostility. Do you think me a fucking moron? My wife told me that you called her. After that, all the pieces clicked into place. Like I said, remarkable. Do you know how many men figure that out? None of them. They only believe what they want to believe. You saw the truth, James. I have never met a man who is like me. Insightful. Intuitive. Somebody who sees the truth around themselves. She was confusing the hell out of him. If you think to flatter me, Dash. No, James, I am not complimenting you. Well, I am, but not in the way you think. But I will come back to that later. Tell me, what did you do after figuring this out? James looked at her suspiciously but saw no reason to lie to her. So he told her about his sudden understanding and how that led to Mr. Evans lying on the floor, missing several teeth. He told her about the divorce and how he has not seen Allison since that night. Isabel didn't interrupt him. Sometime during his story, James must have sat down on his couch. Now he leaned back against it and thought about all the things that happened to lead him here. Isabel broke the silence. I truly believe Mr. Evans got what he deserved. I hope you don't feel bad about that. James snorted. Of course I don't. I just wish I knew why he hired you. James looked at Isabel questioningly. For the most common of reasons, James. Revenge. Revenge? He spluttered, outraged and confused. Yes, revenge. Do you remember last year's Christmas party? James thought back to the office party last year. He remembered that he had too much to drink. He had a killer headache the next day. But he couldn't think of anything that night that would lead to revenge. A memory popped in his head so fast that he looked at Isabel in alarm. 
Isabel nodded her head. Something did happen that night. Allison told me about it the next morning. I didn't think much about it at that time, but now. Mr. Evans got drunk that night and hit on my wife. James told her. He could see in her eyes that he was on the right track. She told me that she went in the hallway to look for me. She was ready to go home. She said Mr. Evans stumbled up to her and began hitting on her. He even tried to grope her but he was so drunk that she easily pushed him away. But why would he want revenge for that? James, I don't think Allison told you the whole story. First of all, Mr. Evans wasn't that drunk. Secondly, he did more than grope her. According to him, Allison was shit drunk and flirtatious. He had a big crush on her, you know. So he decided to take advantage of the situation. Isabel paused to gauge James' reaction. James felt something cold slide into his belly. His throat was tight. She continued. He said he managed to pull the top of her dress down and he started sucking on her tits. She rubbed his crotch through his pants. She then reached down his pants and grabbed his cock. James felt the cold something move its way up his chest. It squeezed his heart. He quickly pulled down his pants. She stood there jacking him off for a few seconds. She then asked him, Do you want me to suck it? He said, Oh God, yes. He said she then bent her legs as though about to kneel down. But instead she brought her knee straight up into his exposed crotch. The cold thing inside James' chest squirmed, confused. A ray of hope entered his brain. She need him in the balls? Isabel laughed. Can't you just picture it? Mr. Evans standing in the hallway with his pants down, expecting to get the blowjob of his life. Instead, wham! A knee straight to the balls. They both laughed. James laughed until his sides hurt and tears leaked out the corners of his eyes. But she still held his cock in her hands and let him suck on her boobs. Isabel looked at James as though she could read his mind. James, I am an expert when it comes to reading people. It's my job. If it makes you feel any better, he was lying. James wiped the tears off his cheeks. He was? Yes. What I think really happened is that Mr. Evans decided that he just had to have your wife. She was too beautiful. Besides, he had no respect for you. He had money and power, and why shouldn't he get what he wanted? So he accosted your wife in the hallway while you were using the bathroom. She denied his initial advances so he got more physical. He yanked down her dress and tried sucking on her nipples. They struggled and eventually she was able to bring her knee up into his balls. He collapsed to the ground for several minutes. James felt an ice-hot stab of pain pierce his heart. I am going to kill that motherfucker. James made to get up, but Isabel placed a hand on his knee. Nothing bad happened, James. Let it go. Mr. Evans got what he deserved. Believe me. She chuckled to herself. After a minute, James chuckled too. A few missing teeth is payment enough, she is right. I can't believe Allison didn't tell me the truth. My guess is that so saw no reason. You would have confronted him and probably lost your job. Nothing too bad happened so she probably felt no need to upset you. Yeah but still. She touched his hand. Just let it go. You can't change anything. She was never unfaithful to you. That sent a spike of pain into his heart. He had been unfaithful. A long silence fell between them. Finally Isabel spoke. You no longer appear angry at me. She observed. James sighed. What's the point? You are a tool, nothing more. You are very rational. You continue to amaze me, James. James didn't know what to say to that, so he kept quiet. He glanced at Isabel and saw that she was studying him again. Why do you keep looking at me like that? He said irritably. She took a moment to respond. Because you remind me so much of myself. Would it surprise you to know that I feel no empathy for people? James shook his head. I was born this way. All my life I have never felt an attachment to a single person, even my own parents. Guilt, shame, I knew nothing about these emotions. You might as well try describing colors to a blind man. So, you are a sociopath? Isabel waved her hand. If that label makes you feel comfortable, then sure. I don't know what I am. All I know is that I am perfectly suited to my job. So the reason I look at you this way is because I see that potential in you. I am not a sociopath. He screamed in her face. No, you're not. I was born this way. I had no choice. But I think it is possible to choose to be this way. James looked at her incredulously. Are you serious? She nodded. I have grown, bored recently. 
My job is not even a challenge anymore. But then I met you, and I was alive again. Do you know how important it is for me to feel this way? I am not wired right. I don't form connections. I don't feel love. I don't even feel joy the same way you do. What does this have to do with me? I don't feel like doing this job anymore. It no longer provides me any satisfaction. But it seems I have been blessed. There is a prospect I find very interesting right now. And that is to take you on as my apprentice. I want to teach you everything I know about this business. James couldn't believe what he was hearing. You want me to be like you? Yes. I think I can teach you to cut off all emotion. You told me what your mind did when Allison confronted you. That is very unique. You have a very powerful mind. It's possible, James. James sat back on the couch, stunned. Could I really be like her? Would I even want to be like her? To not feel empathy? To not feel love? To treat people like a disposable commodity? Isabel leaned in toward him. All I am offering is a different kind of life. Allison left you. You have no job. You have what it takes, believe me. Let me teach you. I will develop your mind. I will teach you how to spot things no one bothers to see. I could teach you how to make a woman fall in love with you and you feel nothing in return. I offer you freedom from the shackles of your own mind. I don't have Allison. She was my life. I have no idea where to go from here. I don't even want to feel anymore. It's a way out. A different voice spoke up in his mind. It was the voice that James associated with his conscience. His own Jiminy fucking cricket. You will lose all that you are James. You will sell your soul to spare you the pain of living. You might as well cut your own wrists. How will living like her be any different from being dead? James looked Isabel in the eyes. She looked back, steady and patient. How can she do that? She is in complete control of her emotions. I need to know. Okay. He whispered. She smiled. Then let's seal the deal. She got up and sat on his lap. She stuck her tongue inside his mouth and kissed him hungrily. She dug her hips into his crotch and began to dry hump him. She brought her lips to his ear and whispered. I can teach you how to fuck with no emotional attachments. I can teach you to sink into your primal state and take animal satisfaction in fucking. You will know orgasms the likes of which you have never experienced. She licked his ear and sped up her grinding hips. James could feel his cock pressing through his pants and into her crotch. He pulled down the top of her dress to reveal her medium-sized breasts. She wasn't wearing a bra. James marveled at the tan line on her tits. For some reason James assumed that Mexican women were tan all over. Thinking about it now, he didn't see why they shouldn't have tan lines. They weren't black. James didn't think too long about this as he dug his face into her breasts. He sucked and bit each nipple repeatedly. She moaned in pleasure. She wasn't kidding about descending into a lustful primal state. She enjoys sex purely for the physical sensations. Can I do that someday? He knew he couldn't do that right now. He still felt that he had fallen for her. He knew that was foolish but he couldn't help it. She reached down and pulled the dress over her head. She wasn't even wearing underwear. It took her five seconds to become completely nude. The thought of this beautiful and stunning woman walking around wearing a flimsy dress and nothing else almost made James come right there. No wonder Mr. Young seemed so flabbergasted today. She grabbed the bottom of his shirt and tugged it up his chest. He raised his arms as she slid it off and threw it aside. She bent back down and swallowed his lips again. Her tongue darted inside his mouth and eagerly played with his tongue. James undid his belt while she continued her assault on his lips. She kissed her way down his chin to his chest. She sucked on his nipples and he gasped. She bit gently on one and pinched the other with her fingers. She made her way to his pants. She unbuttoned them and slid them down to his ankles. James kicked them off while she grabbed his underwear and slid those down too. His cock sprung up instantly. She gripped it in her hand and looked him in the eyes. You really are the most beautiful man I have ever had. And with that she bent down and sucked on the head of his penis. James laid back and let go of all thought. He just wanted to enjoy this and not make things complicated. He wanted to learn how to do that. Isabel had her hand on his cock and was pumping it up and down into her mouth. She made her way down his cock with her tongue and began sucking on his balls. She spent several minutes savoring the feel of his nuts with her tongue. She went back to sucking his cock, taking time to swallow the entire length before furiously pumping his cock with her hand. 
When James had enough, he grabbed her and threw her on her back. He knelt between her tan legs and took in a deep breath of her intoxicating aroma. He pulled open her pussy with one hand and began licking. Her pussy lips were dark and wet. He stuck his tongue in her hole as far as he could push it. She moaned in pleasure. Oh, that's good, James. I won't have to teach you much about licking pussy. He held open her pussy with his thumb and forefinger and licked the inside lips, tasting her juices. James had never smelled a pussy so sweet. He could eat her out all day. He continued slowly licking and sucking, patiently waiting to build up her orgasm. After ten minutes, she was squirming on her back in anticipation. James took it home. He licked fiercely and savagely. She responded immediately to the change of pace by coming all over his tongue. James continued licking until her juices ran down his chin. She was breathing heavily. He got up on the couch with her and moved his achingly erect penis in position with her hole. He bent down and stuck his tongue in her mouth, letting her taste her own juices. He slid his penis inside of her. She moaned into his mouth and continued to suck his tongue. Her pussy made wet slapping sounds as he pounded his penis into her. Oh fuck. Fuck. Don't think James. Focus completely on my hot, wet cunt. Don't concentrate or think about anything else. Be here in this moment. Fuck my pussy. Fuck it and pound it. Feel my hot pussy wrapped around your cock. James did as he told her. He stopped using any of his old concentration tricks. No more baseball or his grandma getting out of the shower, which actually happened. He was still scarred, but instead he concentrated on the feel of her pussy. He tried to be in the moment, but flashes of thought still floated across his mind. He remembered the countless times he had fucked Allison. He remembered how her pussy felt. He thought about how he was fucking this Mexican goddess. He thought about her beautiful breasts that had to be at least 36C. He thought how her body was dark but her breasts and ass were pale. James decided he needed more practice as he felt he balls began to tingle. Not yet. Shit, Isabel. I am going to come. That's okay. I have plenty of time to teach you. Just come on my face. Oh, fuck. Come on my face. Allison never let him come on her face. The thought sent him over the edge. He pulled out of her and moved to her head just in time. The first jet of cum splattered across her forehead. She closed her eyes and opened her mouth. The next two jets hit her lips and chin. The last one went across her eyes. James panted and wiped his cock on her lips. She sucked it eagerly. She used her tongue to lick the cum off her chin. She wiped cum off her eyes and licked her fingers. James sat down on the floor next to her. Once all the cum was gone from her face, she turned to look at him. This is the beginning, James. I will make you the best lover. I will teach you the subtle ways into a woman's pants. I will make you a dangerous weapon. I will make you a seducer. He nodded. But first I have many questions that I need answers to. She sucked the last bit of cum off her finger and smiled at him. Then ask away. And so he began. Chapter 03 The time for answers had finally arrived. But James hesitated. This is a lonely path I walk. Do I really want to do this? He thought about everything he would give up. That didn't take long. He had lost his job, a job that he never liked in the first place. And he had lost Allison. He clutched his chest at the sudden thought of her. I really need to stop thinking about her before I die of heartache. Isabel is offering me a path to stop that pain. Why shouldn't I take it? He got off the couch and walked over to the windows in Isabel's living room. One whole wall was just about taken up with a large window. Outside, James could see the whole city spread out before him. Lights, brilliant shades of every color, winked at him in the dark of night. It was a breathtaking view. Funny, for a woman who doesn't feel much joy, she sure does like beautiful things. Maybe she isn't the ice queen she wants me to think she is. But he knew that was just wishful thinking. No sane person could do to him, and countless others, what Isabel did. She had to be broken inside. The thought made James sad. He saw Isabel approach him in the reflection of the window. She stood next to him and admired the view. They were silent for several minutes. Should I do this? He finally asked. Isabel didn't answer right away. She seemed to be weighing her answer. He supposed she knew that the answer she gave him would change his life forever. That is not something a person takes lightly, not even a sociopath. I can't tell you that. 
This is a decision that you must make on your own. But this life is not so bad. As you can see, you have the opportunity to enjoy the finer things in life. And as for love, are we better off without it? She sighed and James thought she sounded tired. I don't know. She continued. I just think we are better off without it. Of course, I don't know exactly know what I'm talking about. I have never experienced the love that you have had with Allison. Sorry. The name stunned James again. But he didn't let her see it. The time for pain was over. How dash? He coughed to clear his throat. A lump had lodged itself deep into his chest. How do I get rid of the pain? With that amazing mind of yours. This is not something most people are capable of. But when you described how your mind formed a barrier to protect you, I knew then that I could teach you. James nodded his head and continued to stare out the window. He wasn't taking in the view anymore but was trying to come up with arguments against the idea of her teaching him. He found none. How did you do it? How did you break me? She snorted in amusement. How do I break any man? I tapped into your primal side. It's biology, James. The best way to seduce a woman is to tap into her emotional state, and the best way to seduce a guy is through his penis. Do you really think it's that easy? Well, if it helps you, you were the toughest man I ever had to break. But I am relentless. This is my business, you know. I am the best. What exactly is your business anyways? It's whatever people need me to be. Seducing men is only a part of what I do. I am a manipulator. She laughed. Of course, you already figured that one out. She threw back her head and laughed. James looked sideways at her, confused and a little alarmed at her sudden change in demeanor. She's not unbalanced, I hope. Isabel's laughter faded into chuckles and then into a roguish smile. I am a master manipulator, thank you very much. People pay me to use my body to accomplish their goals. I am the worst kind of whore. She broke out into laughter once again. James was feeling a little more than alarmed. But still, he sensed a deep sadness under that maniac laugh. Isabel, he whispered. Her laughter cut off instantly. How did you become this way? That, James, is a story for another day. Let's just chalk it up to a lack of options. So, do you have any more questions for me? Do you want to know the little nuts and bolts of running this type of business? He waved his hand absently. We will have plenty of time for that. I still have some important questions. For instance, will it be possible for me to fake those emotions that you used to fool me? Isabel laughed again. This time it sounded genuine. Faked? Dear Lord James, do you really think it is possible to fake that? James was beyond confused. But I saw so many emotions from you. I saw lust, passion, fear, excitement. I saw how your eyes shined at me so fiercely when you stood up to Mr. Evans. I saw how scared you were when Allison showed up, even though you knew she was coming. You name it, I saw it. Those were real emotions. That's the key, James. I will teach you everything I know, I promise. In time, you will understand everything. He looked at her doubtfully. Real? How can a self-proclaimed sociopath have those emotions? And how can she call them up so neatly and perfectly? This woman is an enigma. You have to trust me, James. He turned from the window to look in her eyes. He saw a deep calmness there. I want that look. I don't want this pain anymore. Forgive me, Allison, but I can't do it without you. The world slipped from his shoulders. He felt something breaking inside, but he had to let go. Goodbye, Allison. I'm ready. He told her. She said nothing. She was not surprised. Allison moaned under his touch. Her pale body tensed and relaxed repeatedly. He kissed her in all her sensitive spots. Earlobe, collarbone, nipples, stomach, inner thighs, and her beautiful pussy. He trailed his hand through her beautiful red hair. He leaned down and inhaled the smell of it. The smell always set him off. It smelled like heat. He felt as if curls of flame ran through his nose and into his lungs. Her beautiful blue eyes shone up at him. He could look into those for all of eternity. Their bodies were locked together now. His cock throbbed against her pussy. Soon now he would enter her. But not now. No, he would savor her first. He would savor the feel of her silky skin against his. He would kiss her lips and taste the world on them. Soon she would ache for him. She would grab his butt and dig her fingernails in roughly. She would grind her pussy against him. She would start panting with lust. 
Her eyes would glaze over. She will descend into her primal state. Soon. But not now. No, for now she holds him against her. She revels in his body heat. She feels his heart thump against her chest. She feels his cock aching to be inside her. But she kisses his lips and marvels at their softness. She trails her hands along his back. He shudders under her touch. He wants her more than breathing right now. But he holds off. He savors every minute of agony. He bites her neck where it meets the shoulder, like a vampire. He sucks on the skin. Now it's her turn to shudder. She is not aware of her nails digging into his ass. Nor does she feel herself thrust against his cock. Her eyes have glazed over. She has descended into her primal state. Now. His cock enters her, and she arches her back and screams with pleasure. James! Wake up right now! Wah! He murmured, looking around. His eyes were glazed shut with sleep. James, how can I teach you when you can't even guard your thoughts? Look at you! You are hard again! Isabel's voice woke him up faster than any alarm clock. He rubbed his eyes and looked up at her. She was wearing a plain white dress and was not looking very happy. He looked down and noticed for the first time that his cock was pointing straight up at the ceiling. Again? Damn. How can she still haunt my dreams when I banish her from my waking thoughts? Isabel sighed. I may have been a little harsh. You have been making excellent progress. Your dreams are a whole other lesson. We will get to that in time. But for now, I am pleased. Now get up. We have work to do. He rolled off the cot Isabel gave him to sleep on and started getting dressed. What time is it? The sun is rising, that is all you need know. And leave the clothes. This lesson requires you to be naked. He groaned. The lessons that didn't involve clothes were the toughest ones. He followed her out into the living room, his semi-erect cock swinging back and forth. She held up her hand and so he stopped where he was. The room was dark. She had hung up heavy curtains. The only light source was the candles placed around the room. As I said earlier, I am pleased at your progress. I think it's safe to step up your training. Before we begin, start the mental exercises I taught you. I want that cock of yours to be flaccid within a minute. Begin. He closed his eyes immediately. He cleared his mind as she taught him. He relaxed his muscles one by one. He slowed his breathing rate. He expanded his awareness. He could hear the rustle of the curtains as they swayed very slightly in the still air. He could hear each thump of Isabel's heart. Her breathing was slow and steady. She was the master of her body. Good, he heard her say. He processed what she said and cleared his mind. It only took a fraction of a second. He felt her hand grasp his limp cock. She tugged it. Very good. I see my weeks of training haven't gone to waste. Processed and wiped clean. He was here and not here. He was the master of his body. His heart pumped because he told it to. His skin ignored the cool air because he told it to. He ignored the hand on his cock because he told it to. But that one was tough, even after the weeks of training. Her hand felt warm. She didn't let go of his penis. Her other hand caressed his balls. There was a brief tingle before he stopped it. His penis grew almost imperceptibly. Almost. She felt it. You are the master of your body. She reminded him. What use is that intelligent mind of yours if you can't control it? He mastered himself again. His mind was clear. His cock and balls ignored the hands holding them. Open your eyes. She told him. He did. He saw her naked body in front of him, holding on to his genitals. They did not stir. He was the master of his body. Let's see how much you have learned. She whispered into his ear. She let go of his genitals and began running her hands over his body. In James' previous life, his body would have prickled with goosebumps and his cock would have pointed straight out. But not now. He would have felt pride at that moment if his mind wasn't clear. Isabel knelt on the floor and took hold of his flaccid cock. Here we go. James allowed himself this one thought before his test began. She engulfed his cock with her mouth. Her breath was like fire. His cock was so limp that she was able to swallow his balls too. Her tongue darted around every crevice in his cock and balls. She spit and slurped and sucked like no one had ever done before. And still he was flaccid. His mind was blank. He did not allow the rush of blood to his penis. He had spent weeks mastering every part of his body. Most of all, he spent his time mastering his own mind. She started his training with meditation. 
she had him use his mind to concentrate on each area of his body. He familiarized himself with the sensations felt in any particular area. This training was helped along by Isabel's delicate fingers and some really soft feathers. After a week of mastering the sensations of his body, Isabel tested him with an overload of erotic stimulation. The goal was to not become aroused. Isabel was very inventive. She once held a candle flame not too far below his balls. The heat was overpowering. His cock shot out jets of cum all over her face. She was not pleased by that. Eventually, little by little, he began mastering how his body responded. It was a very powerful feeling to have that kind of control over your body. But he still wasn't a master yet. Isabel continued sucking on him for several minutes before it became apparent that he was not going to respond. That's when James felt a finger slide into his asshole. He had mastered the feeling in every part of his body. He never thought about that area. Warm tingles rose up in his balls. He felt blood trying to flow to inflate his cock. This is the true test. The thought flew frantically across his mind. He took a deep breath. And another. He controlled the beating of his heart. He refused the flow of blood to his cock. The tingle faded from his balls. He was the master of his body. Isabel stood up. James expected a smile and the end of the lesson. Instead, Isabel stepped back and began circling him. He watched her with his eyes. Every few feet her body would fall into the shadows cast by the candles. He had never seen anything more alluring. She spoke and continued to circle him like a bird of prey. You are the master of your body. No woman will be able to seduce you. You will allow no cracks in your wall. You will be in control of every situation. Now, James, it's time to master yourself. He continued to maintain the clarity of mind. He was lasting longer than he ever had. Maintaining this level of mental discipline was more exhausting than a hard day's work chopping wood. Allison, Isabel said, snapping the name at him like a whip. He felt his wall crack. That name still had power. He could not figure out how to block it off. Isabel saw the emotions dance across his face. She stopped her alluring movement and stood in front of him. I think you are unable to raise a sufficient barrier across her memory. I have tried everything. I have a solution, but I didn't want to consider it. Now I think it's your only option. Tell me, his voice said. Are you truly ready to say goodbye? Once I teach you this next technique, Allison will be gone forever. She arched her back and screamed passionately. Yes, he whispered. Very well. If you can't overpower your mind, you must trick it. I will give you a mental exercise that will allow you to wall off your memories of her. For the next few weeks, I want you to constantly work on this mental exercise. Morning, noon, and night, you understand? Yes. I want you to convince yourself that Allison was the one who cheated on you. That will give you the strength to wall her off. His mental clarity shattered. He staggered from exhaustion. Isabel caught his arm and led him to the couch. She walked to the windows and yanked the curtains down. Sunlight poured in. Water. He croaked. Isabel was already walking out of the kitchen with a glass. He drank it while she blew out the candles. You want me to what? He finally managed to say. Isabel stood in front of him, still naked. She crossed her arms across her chest and looked down at him. I want you to lie to yourself. And not just lie. I want you to believe it. How the hell am I supposed to do that? With your mind. What have I been teaching you these past few weeks? That mind of yours is very unique. I had no idea how much until we started this training. Is it possible? Can I really convince myself that Allison was the one who cheated on me? That would certainly help me put up that barrier. Isabel took the empty glass from his hand. You can start practicing tomorrow. For the rest of today, we can start the fun lessons. I am going to teach you how to read a woman like a book. He smiled but was still thinking about the other lesson. How am I going to do it? I can't believe that stupid bitch Allison cheated on me. After giving her my heart and soul, she just threw it all away for another man's cock. What a fucking whore. James sighed and rolled over to the other side of his cot. He spent the last few weeks constantly telling himself that Allison cheated on him, and he still wasn't close to believing it. Isabel's advice was to be patient. Eventually he will wear himself down. I am definitely wearing down. James was so frustrated that he wanted to believe Allison cheated on him so he could stop this insane mental exercise. He was exhausted. 
Not only did he have to constantly practice this exercise, he also had Isabel's other lessons to contend with. Fortunately, he took to those lessons like a duck to water. Isabel taught him how to read the minute traces of emotion on a person's face. He was getting very good at it. Isabel also taught him the lesson he wanted to learn right away, how to fake intense emotion. As it turned out, Isabel never faked any emotion James witnessed. She simply surrendered to those emotions. According to her, people instinctively subdue emotions to a more reasonable level. If a person feels too much joy, they counter it with caution. If a person feels too much grief, they counter it with stoicism. Her ideology was to give in to those emotions, not to hold back. So those intense emotions James witnessed were truer than the emotions displayed by almost everyone else. He was skeptical at first. He asked her if this was the truth, then why don't actors know this? Why isn't it better known to the general population? Isabel countered that most people would dismiss it as impossible. Indeed, it was only truly possible for people like her. Like him. Ironically, the people who were able to separate emotion from themselves were the only ones who could give themselves over to them completely. It was due to the mastery of control. A person could take away emotion or give into it. That concept was two sides of the same coin. And so James came to believe it. Now he just had to master it. He had been here for three months now. He was still trying to master the extremes of his passion, anger, lust, and love. He was making good ground on anger and lust. Love, however, was still giving him problems. Fuck you, Allison. You cheating slut. Thus were his thoughts as he drifted off to sleep. A thunderstorm swept its fury against the windows of Isabel's apartment. The lights had been off for an hour now. Rain rattled against the glass and the wind shook the windows. Isabel and James sat in chairs facing the windows. They were silent. Even though a fierce storm was blowing outside, there was a very comfortable feeling inside. James sipped his hot chocolate and studied Isabel out of his peripheral vision. She seemed very melancholy this night. That was not the Isabel he knew. The Isabel he knew was cold and distant. But tonight she looked vulnerable. I wonder if it's this storm that has her in this mood. She broke the silence. James, I can feel you looking at me. Why don't you just say it already? All right, he said slowly. I can tell something is off with you. What is it? Isabel blew on her hot chocolate and said nothing. James didn't mind. He had learned a great deal of patience from her. So instead, he leaned back in his chair and slowly drank his hot chocolate. He had almost forgotten the question he asked her when she finally spoke up. I don't know and it bugs me that I don't know. She set down her hot chocolate on the coffee table and turned to look at him. No, that's a lie. I know what is bugging me. It's just something I never thought I would have to deal with. James said nothing, partly because he thought if he did she would clam up and never tell him what was on her mind. The truth is James was burning with curiosity. She took a deep breath and continued. You have been here five months now. You have been with me morning, noon, and night. You left everything behind, your house, your friends, your family. You came to me with the clothes on your back and nothing else. And I have taken care of you. For five months, you have been my constant companion. She seemed to be at a loss for words. She sat silently for several minutes before continuing. I have come to look forward to my days of teaching you everything I know. I wake up in the morning with a sense of purpose. And I find myself relying on that feeling. You somehow have snuck beneath my defenses, without even knowing it. She stopped to gauge his reaction. He could feel his heart beating loudly. Control yourself. Remember what she taught you. His heart slowed down and returned to a steady rhythm. He looked at her steadily. He thought he saw disappointment in her features before her mask slipped back into place. As I was saying, I have become vulnerable to you. Don't get me wrong, I have no strong feelings for you. I have strong feelings for this sense of purpose. For once in my life I feel, good. And that is very dangerous. Remember what I taught you about vulnerability, James? I remember. It sounds like you have come to some sort of conclusion, haven't you? Yes. The fact is that I have been dragging out this arrangement. You are more than ready. So, starting tomorrow, I will be giving you practice assignments. I am releasing you back into the wild. She smiled at her little joke. James felt a little jolt of excitement. Finally! I can try out everything I have learned. I wonder, will I see the world differently now? 
Isabel studied his reaction. I see that pleases you. Your apprenticeship with me is almost finished. Once I test your skills, I will feel confident in turning my business over to you. James nearly spit out his hot chocolate. Turn over your business? Are you quitting? Her eyebrows rose up in surprise. What do you think I was doing? Training my competition for jobs? No, I have been training my replacement. I have already told you that this job holds no satisfaction for me anymore. James was stunned. But what are you going to do now? What will fill that void in you? Let me worry about that, James. For now, let's concentrate on the remainder of your training. How are the exercises coming along? James knew what exercise she was referring to. Bad, he said bitterly. I feel like I am banging my head against the wall. Patience, she said. You will eventually come to the breaking point. And when that happens, you will have no weaknesses. But until then, you must guard those emotions very carefully or they will be used against you. I know, he replied. I am trying, believe me. I do. But enough of that. I have a request. Consider it the one request from master to apprentice. I am in a weird mood tonight. I want you to make love to me. Okay, why is that so unusual? We have fucked many times these past few months. She gazed into his eyes for such a long time that James fidgeted in his chair. I didn't ask you to fuck me. She replied softly. I asked you to make love with me? That means I want you to drop the walls I have helped you build these past five months. And in return, I will drop mine. If a single breeze from that fierce storm outside blew into the room, James would have been blown from his chair. She will drop her walls. I will meet her for the first time. To offer that much of herself. James could already feel his walls weakening. He wanted this. He wanted one last hurrah before the walls went up permanently. He met her gaze. Her eyes were hard and fierce. To offer this gift. Okay. He said hoarsely. I accept. She closed her eyes and leaned her head back against her chair. Her hands were clenched tight on the arms. James waited for several minutes with bated breath. He saw muscles spasming on her face. My God, if it takes this much to bring her walls down, they must be one hundred times stronger than mine. He felt very humbled. He watched with fascination as her walls came down, one by one. Tears had started falling down her cheeks. She was mumbling to herself. When she finally opened her eyes, James saw a soul laid bare. That was harder than I thought. I haven't let myself be this vulnerable since, please, don't ask me any questions. Just make love to me. She spoke in her true voice. James felt his heart clench to hear her voice so vulnerable. His walls had already crumbled down around him. He felt his heart reach out to her. He quickly got out of his chair and went to her. He knelt down in front of her and hugged her. She hugged him back hard. He kissed the tears off her cheeks and she laughed. He had never heard a more lovely sound. This was a very precious soul once. Something terrible must have happened to corrupt it. James didn't have the answers and he knew if he even tried asking she would put the walls back up. So instead he kissed her and she melted into his arms. Her hands were running all over his chest and back. She grabbed his face and kissed him fiercely. He grabbed her blouse and ripped it open. She grabbed his shirt and pulled it over his head. He kissed her again and rejoiced in the feel of her tongue against his. In another life, I could have loved this woman. He didn't want to have any more sad thoughts. So he did what she taught him to do. He fell into his primal state. He let his thinking mind take a break so he could revel in every touch of her skin. Her lips were fire to him. Her moist pussy would drive his animal hunger. He would have no rational thought. He would simply take pleasure in every act. She was in the same state as well. No words were spoken as they undressed each other. When they were both naked, James pulled her to the edge of the chair, put her legs against his shoulders, held onto her thighs, and plowed his cock into her waiting pussy. She moaned as he began his steady pace. She looked up at him, and he saw love and passion in that gaze. This turned him on more. He picked her up and she wrapped her legs against his ass. He walked her over to the wall and placed her against it. Now most of her weight was supported by the wall, and not his legs. His calves clenched tightly as he repeatedly pumped into her. She bit his lip in pleasure. The thunderstorm continued to rage outside the window right next to them, but it was nothing compared to the storm of passion between the two of them. He continued to pump away and she bit down on his shoulder as her first orgasm blazed through her. 
His legs were starting to burn so he carried her, still on his cock, to her bedroom. He collapsed on the bed with his cock still inside of her. Thunder boomed as he made his first thrust. In his newfound primal state, every thrust sent off sparks of electricity inside of him. Her pussy gave him the greatest feeling on this earth. But he was also the master of his body. The pool of cum in his balls begged to be released but he held back. The pleasure was the sweetest agony. It threatened to burst out of him. He kissed her everywhere to fight off the feeling. Her lips stayed by his ears and whispered things he couldn't consciously hear. All he could hear was the moan of pleasure in her words. He denied his release so he could savor this moment. He was making love to her with no barriers. It was raw and passionate and true. She wasn't screaming vulgarities or begging him to come on her face. He wasn't teasing her with his cock and smacking her with it. This wasn't just sex. This was, he would later realize, the last time he made love with anybody. The pressure became unbearable. He looked in her eyes and saw that she knew what was coming. He thrust one last time, deep inside of her, and came. Wave after wave of cum pumped out of his cock. He shuddered with the orgasm. Thank you? She whispered into his ear. They fell asleep with his cock still buried inside of her. James sat on the bench in the park and enjoyed the sunlight against his face. He was finally free. Last night was over and the walls were back. He woke up to find Isabel cooking breakfast. One look at her face told him that her walls were sealed tight again. It didn't matter. He felt good. It felt like a burden had been lifted. Now he would no longer have any regrets. He would choose this life with his own free will. There was no exchange of pleasantries that morning. They ate breakfast in silence. Afterwards, Isabel simply told him to go to the park and bang a married woman by the end of the day. He felt very confident. So he enjoyed the sun and his new freedom as he surveyed the park. There were plenty of married women around. Groups of them were sitting together with baby strollers and watching the older kids play on the jungle gym. He saw other women wearing wedding rings jogging in the park. He saw several women with their husbands enjoying picnics. James wasn't foolish enough to try to pick up the married women enjoying picnics with their husbands. Though that would be very challenging and erotic. He shook his head and laughed quietly to himself. No, he had already decided to go after one of the joggers. He was wearing a jogging suit, after all. He waited until he saw a good candidate and jogged to intercept her. He could tell she had just recently taken up jogging. She would lose clothing and was huffing and puffing. She wasn't the hottest woman he could bang, but she wasn't too bad. Her pale skin and slightly sunburned cheeks told him that she didn't get outside much. She had long brown hair that was done up in a ponytail. She was slightly overweight but not too much. James decided she could be called. Berthy. She was so out of shape that James caught up to her in no time. Hi. He said, slowing down to maintain her pace. Hi. She told him brusquely. She obviously didn't want to be bothered while she tried to get back into shape. She glanced at him, and James saw her eyes widened. She didn't notice how handsome he was. Sorry. She said quickly. I didn't mean to sound. It's just that. I am out of shape and talking takes up all my breath. The red on her cheeks deepened in embarrassment. He gave her his best smile. No problem. I wasn't feeling very motivated today so I was about to quit and go home. But then I saw you. And I said to myself, what better motivation is there than to talk to a beautiful woman? So I came over here to see if you could use a jogging partner. Her cheeks were as red as they could go. Beautiful? No. I, not me, and yeah I don't mind if you jog with me. Just don't make fun of me, okay? James laughed. I should be the one asking that. I just know my foolish tongue is going to say something inappropriate, and I will be falling all over myself to apologize. She managed to laugh. She wasn't huffing as bad as she had been earlier. He knew that meant her adrenaline was really pumping right now. I really am different. I see so many signs now. How did I miss those? Was I walking around blind all of these years? This is too easy. This slut will be sucking my dick in no time. Don't worry, I will look out for you if your tongue starts going in the wrong direction. And just so there isn't any confusion, I am married. She held up her hand and showed him her wedding ring. I know you are married, you stupid whore. I saw the wedding ring. You are about to find out how much that little band of silver really means. He laughed. I know, that was the first thing I looked for. I was hoping luck would be on my side today. 
Regardless, at least I have my motivation. How many more miles are you doing? Um, about two more laps around the park. What about you? Why, what a coincidence. That is exactly how much I have left. Who would have guessed? She smiled at him. Yeah, who would have guessed? So, where is this husband of yours? Doesn't he want to keep you company and protect you from handsome strangers? There goes your tongue. But since you asked so sweetly, he is too tired from work to come jogging with me. James shook his head sadly. Forgive me, but your husband is obviously not very smart. Any smart man would love to go jogging with his wife. She looked confused. Why do you say that? Don't either of you know what physical activity does to your libido? He winked at her. The red in her cheeks came back in a hurry. You weren't kidding about the tongue. She was smiling. Ah, you naive slut. You don't even know that you are flirting with me. This is the beginning of the end for you. No, I wasn't. But my original point is still valid, don't you think? The smile faded from her face. Well, I did try to get him to start jogging with me. After seven years of marriage, we haven't been as physically active as we used to be. We both have kind of let ourselves go, a little bit. Nonsense. My dear, I thought you were jogging just to stay fit. Don't tell me you are trying to lose weight. You certainly are a charmer. Yes, I need to lose weight. I just don't show those places of my body to the public. Well, I agree with you on that point. You should reserve those places for the people who deserve to see. They jogged in silence for a few moments. James let her collect her thoughts. So what do you mean by people? I thought only my husband gets to see my body? Well, that depends, doesn't it? This is just my opinion, but I believe that a husband who doesn't want to better himself for his wife doesn't deserve to have his wife better herself for him. And if she does better herself, I think other people should deserve an opportunity to view the results of her labor. He didn't smile at her this time. He wasn't joking. He let her see the seriousness in his eyes. She looked scared, and underneath, excited. Game, set, and match. Who, who are these other people you are referring to? She wasn't smiling either. The color was high in her cheeks. She was flushed. They could be anyone. Maybe you met somebody in your office or it could your neighbor. It could even be a handsome stranger in the park. She stopped jogging. He stopped and looked at her. He could hear dogs barking and kids yelling. It was such an important moment in the life of this woman. For James, it was lunchtime. This day is not turning out how I expected. I didn't think when I woke up this morning that I would be talking to a perfect stranger about my marriage. And I would have never thought in a million years that I would be flirting with him. Life presents everybody with interesting choices. Yes, it does, she said. What choice, exactly, are you presenting? James waited for a jogger to pass by before he responded. He leaned in toward her and whispered in her ear. I wanted you the minute I saw you in the park. You are absolutely gorgeous and I want to know what is under those loose clothes. Fuck your husband. He didn't come here with you. Follow me. I know a secluded spot over here. He stepped back and waited for her response. She was breathing heavily. She didn't take her eyes off of his. I can't believe I want to do this. I never thought a man as handsome as you would ever go for a homely girl like me. You are so, and my husband is, disgusting. He gained over fifty pounds and he refuses to go jogging with me. He makes me feel so, ugly. Tears formed in her eyes and splashed down her cheeks. James took her hand. Come with me and feel beautiful again. I will worship your body like your husband should have. And I will give you more pleasure than he has in the past year, I can guarantee it. Will you come with me? He tugged her hand and she nodded. Fresh tears spilled down her cheeks. He held her hand and began walking down a side path. The path took them through a heavily wooded area. James knew this park very intimately. He veered off the path and pulled her along through chest-high brush. She followed him trustingly. Stupid bitch, I could be a serial killer for all you know. I could have every STD in the book. But all you care about is looking pretty and getting your pussy pounded. After a few minutes, the brush vanished. There was a small circle of dead grass around a big tree. The trunk of the tree split into two halves only a few feet from the ground. The area was completely surrounded by brush. They would not be interrupted. Here we are, he said. Now that they were secluded, she looked shy and timid. So, what is your name? She asked. James shook his head. No names. 
After this, we will never see each other again. And I hope I give you enough confidence to leave that loser husband of yours. I really don't care. She nodded. James surprised her by taking her in his arms and kissing her. But after a few seconds she relaxed and kissed him back eagerly. James made a show of admiring her body. He took off her baggy shirt and dropped it to the ground. She crossed her arms and flushed in embarrassment. Her boobs were massive. Thirty-sixty would be James' guess. She had an extra roll around her stomach but nothing too bad. He lifted her chin with his fingers and shook his head at her. He let her see that he loved her body. She dropped her arms slowly. He reached around her back and undid the clasp of her bra. The bra fell to the ground to join her shirt. Her tits hung down her chest. James lifted each one and felt their weight. He bent down and sucked on each nipple. She gasped. He kissed his way back up her chest and to her lips. Her kiss was more passionate and filled with heat. He knelt down and pulled her jogging pants down to her ankles. She made to cross her arms again but held them still. He pulled down her panties as he kissed her thighs. She shuddered. Goosebumps broke out on her skin. She maintained a triangle of pubic hair around her glistening pussy. Her pussy lips were fat and pink. He trailed his hands along the inside of her thighs and heard a moan escape her lips. He rubbed a finger along the fold of her clit, and she almost collapsed. He stood up and held his finger out to her. She didn't even hesitate as she sucked his finger and tasted her own juices. He removed his finger and pulled off his running shorts and underwear. His nine-inch cock sprang up. She gasped when she saw it. She grabbed it and stared at it with wide eyes. Let me guess your husband is small? James said. She nodded her head, never breaking eye contact with his penis. She knelt down in the grass and stared at his penis for several seconds. Then she flicked her tongue out and tasted the precum leaking out of the head of his cock. Okay, time to put Isabel's teachings into practice. James cleared his mind and fell into his primal state. This was a nice married woman he was about to fuck. He couldn't wait to put his penis in that hot pussy. She gave him the best blowjob she could, but it wasn't doing anything for James. He picked her up and led her to the tree. She put a hand on each fork of the tree trunk and stuck her ass out. It was definitely a meaty ass. And very pale. James felt a surge of lust in his primal state. This is what he was made for. This is what every man was made for. He bent down and reached into the pocket of his jogging shorts. He grabbed a condom and put it over his cock. He positioned his cock by her pussy and grabbed her meaty hips. He rammed her onto his cock. She screamed in pain and pleasure. Oh my god, you are so big! Oh god! Easy! Easy! Oh god! James didn't pay attention to what the whore was saying. He just listened in savage pleasure to the sound of his crotch banging into her heavy backside. Ripples ran through her ass at each thrust. James dug his hands into her sides and savagely pulled her back against his cock. She moaned and grunted with each thrust. A tiny branch fell from the tree and landed on her back. She was leaning forward on her toes with the soles of her feet showing. There was dirt on her feet. The earthiness of this woman made the primal state of James go berserk. He pounded into her with reckless abandon. His crotch was a blur as he pounded away. Sounds of flesh slapping against flesh filled the clearing. James felt her come twice before the pressure in his balls became too much. With a savage roar, he slammed into her one last time as his cum filled the condom. It took several minutes to catch his breath and come back from his primal state. His cock slipped out of her soaked pussy. He tore off the condom and flung it aside. The woman had sat down against the tree to catch her breath. That was amazing. I can't even, oh God. I hope you enjoyed fucking another man. It has been seven years since you were married? She nodded. And I really think I wouldn't be able to stand another year. I miss this kind of life. I definitely want to have sex like this again. Are you sure you don't want to meet up again? Yes, it's better if we just keep going our separate ways. It was a pleasure, thank you. They both dressed and James led her out. Too easy. Over the next month, James passed every test Isabel throw at him. He fucked women in the bathroom stalls of restaurants, in their own homes, at their work, and many other places. Each time, James was amazed how easy it was. He was amazed how well he could read women. Now James, I would advise that you always practice, no matter how long you do this. Never become too overconfident. Isabel told him one day at breakfast. He nodded. 
That is excellent advice. Thank you. So what is it today? Do you want me to seduce the wife of the mayor? Or a judge, perhaps? No. It's over, James. You graduated. She gave him a tight smile. He couldn't help but feel a sense of disappointment. Is this it then? Do we go our separate ways? She studied him for a few moments before answering. Not quite yet. I have your first official job. I want to see how this goes. How do you feel? Nervous? No, not really. I am ready. Good. I have a client named Mr. Young. Do you know that name? Isabel asked when she saw James react to the name. James nodded. Yes. I well, when I found you that one day, I eavesdropped on your meeting with Mr. Young. And I followed you here. She laughed. So, Mr. Mysterious, that is how you found me. Blind luck. James smiled but didn't respond. I should have known. Isabel said, shaking her head. Well, you aren't quite right. When I was gone during the days, I was working on seducing Mr. Young's father. But certain, circumstances changed and I wound up accepting a job from the older Mr. Young. But I thought you said to always honor the deal. Otherwise, we would never get hired. Yes, that's true. However, due to these unforeseen circumstances, I decided to change my mind. Besides, I am retiring, remember? James knew it was pointless to ask, but he asked his question anyways. I don't suppose you are going to tell me what these unusual circumstances are? She shook her head. You will find out. So, the job now is for you to seduce the girlfriend of the younger Mr. Young in order to break them up. The older Mr. Young has what he feels is a better match for his son. So are you ready? James didn't hesitate. Yes. And so began his first case. The first and only case he would ever fail. Isabel had given him a tough assignment. He had no packet of information on Mr. Young's girlfriend. Isabel also didn't even let him met the older Mr. Young. She said she wanted to test him. He figured Isabel wanted reassurance that the past few months weren't a waste of her time. Fine. If she wants me to do this job with the bare minimum of information, then I guess I will just have to turn up my game. All Isabel was willing to give him was the address to the residence of the Youngs. Apparently, they lived in a mansion on the outskirts of the city. He would just follow Mr. Young until he met up with his girlfriend. He would then follow her around until he came up with the perfect strategy. James woke up early that morning. He ate his breakfast while Isabel slept. He had just finished his toast and was about to leave when Isabel walked out. So, she said, yawning behind her hand, I guess today is the big day. My little boy is all grown up. Ha ha, James replied sarcastically. Before I leave, do you have any last-minute advice? She sat down in his chair and picked up his last slice of toast. She gazed at him while she took slow bites. James was about to leave when she finally replied. No, I have nothing left to teach you. But I will give you some general advice. But first let me ask, what do you think about love? He snorted. What's that? She set down her toast and gave him a serious look. Not too long ago you were with the love of your life, remember? That was in another life, Isabel. That life is over. You have shown me the true nature of life and love. Do you believe Allison cheated on you yet? She asked, switching topics. His wince was all the answer she needed. No, but I will get there. What is with these questions? I asked you for advice. My advice to you is to leave this line of work when you find evidence of true love. Then go back to your old life and try to find that for yourself. He looked at her in surprise. That advice sounded almost wistful. What happened to love is a lie and all that shit. I never stopped searching for the meaning of life, love, everything. I am only telling you to never stop looking. Life can surprise you in mysterious ways. She trailed off, as if almost talking to herself. She looked up at him, and her attention snapped back into place. Sorry, I just got lost in my own thoughts. You will do well, James. Remember what I told you. Goodbye. She walked over to him and leaned up and kissed him. It was the sort of kiss lovers give each other. She broke the kiss and started pushing him out the door. He was too flabbergasted to offer any resistance. She held the door open and looked up into his eyes. I'm sorry, she whispered. For what? He asked, bewildered. She only shook her head and closed the door in his face. He stared at the door for a moment to collect his thoughts. Finally, he shrugged his shoulders and walked down the hallway. 
The memory of their parting would haunt James until he buried memories of Isabel behind the walls in his mind. It was the last time he ever saw her. James' first case came crashing down around him as soon as he saw her. He was sitting on a bench at a park across the street from the gates of the young mansion. The gates opened up and an expensive Mercedes pulled out. James caught a glimpse of Mr. Young through the windshield before the car started down the street. He got off the bench and into his old car. When he went back to his apartment to take his car, he was expecting that it wouldn't start after so many months of inactivity. To his surprise, the little Honda Civic started off right away. James trailed Mr. Young's car for several miles. Isabel had taken James driving early in their training to show him how to properly follow somebody without getting noticed. Eventually Mr. Young pulled into a luxury apartment complex. James parked several spots away and watched as Mr. Young got out of the car and walked down a nicely manicured sidewalk. James allowed him to get comfortably ahead before he got out of his car to follow. He saw Mr. Young disappear around the corner of an apartment building. He jogged a little to close the gap. He rounded the corner slowly and spotted Mr. Young entering what looked like the main lobby of one of the apartment buildings. James picked up his pace and entered the lobby only seconds behind Mr. Young. Mr. Young pressed the button for the elevator, and James waited next to him. The elevator opened, and they both walked in. What floor? Mr. Young asked him as he pressed the four button. The same, James replied. Mr. Young nodded his head in a general greeting and started whistling under his breath. He looks happy. He looks like a man who expects to get fucked any second. The elevator doors opened and James motioned for Mr. Young to go first. He nodded his thanks and turned left. James turned right and walked slowly. After a few seconds, he looked behind him. Mr. Young was knocking on a door. The door opened and a woman walked out and hugged him. She had fiery red hair and pale skin. It was Allison. James felt his heart drop down somewhere in the vicinity of his stomach. No. That's not her. That's impossible. It hasn't even been a year yet. She loves me. She loves me. Allison kissed Mr. Young hungrily. She grabbed his tie and pulled him into the apartment. The door slammed shut behind them. James backed into the wall and slid down. He stared vacantly at the wall across from him. He could no longer feel where his heart was. Is this what she experienced? We are divorced and still, the pain, is too much. He needed to do something, anything. He could feel himself slipping, like he did the night Allison caught him. He stood up and staggered down the hallway. He walked toward the apartment they disappeared into. He stood for the longest time in front of the door. He felt hollow as he saw his hand grasp the doorknob and push. It swung open silently. Of course, they were too horny to even lock the door. Allison, you bitch. Tears stung his eyes as he walked into the empty living room. He could hear moans coming from the hallway to his left. He walked silently toward the noise. He glided along the hallway like a ghost. The moans were coming from a bedroom at the end of the hallway. The door was open. James walked to the edge of the doorway. He tried to take a deep breath but found that his lungs weren't cooperating. He peered around the doorframe. The bed was perpendicular to the doorway. Mr. Young was naked and stretched out fully on the bed. Allison was lying between his legs. The moans were coming from Mr. Young. The sight of Allison's lips engulfed over Mr. Young's cock was an arrow to James' heart, wherever it was. He watched in silent horror as Allison stroked and sucked the cock that should have belonged to him. Look at that horse suck that cock. Why are you still watching? Leave damn you. But some mysterious force held him in place. He couldn't take his eyes off the scene. Oh yeah baby, you really are good at sucking cock, you know that? Mr. Young moaned. Mmm. Allison said around the cock in her mouth. She pulled it out and let her spit trail across her chin. I love sucking your cock baby. She took it back into her mouth and proceeded to deep throat him. Mr. Young's moans intensified as Allison increased the pace of her cock sucking. Shit baby, you are too good at that. Uh, you are going to make me come if you don't stop. Get on top of me right now. Allison lingered a moment longer on his cock. The sight sickened James. He still could not move. His eyes traced every movement Allison made as she pulled the cock from her mouth and stood up on the bed. She hovered over his crotch and smiled teasingly at him. He stared at her with lustful eyes. Come on baby, you know you want to wrap that wet pussy around my big cock. She grabbed the base of his average-sized cock and slowly lowered her pussy toward it. She held the tip of his cock tantalizing close to the opening of her pussy. 
He tried to jerk his hips up but she was faster. She laughed at his expression of wanton lust. She lowered herself once again. She held his cock straight as her pussy touched the tip of his cock. The head disappeared into her folds. She let out a hiss of air as, inch by inch, she sank down onto his cock. He grabbed her tits and squeezed her nipples. Goddamn, I love these pale tits. He rose up and sucked greedily on the nipples. She bucked on his lap and moaned. James could hear squelching sounds as her ass rose up and fell down his pole. A strange transformation was taking place within James as he witnessed this horror. Instead of losing himself, he found that he was becoming more and more distant. He was putting up walls in his mind and didn't even realize it. He might as well have been watching a porno. Mr. Young continued to suck and pull on Allison's tits. It amused James to think of Mr. Young acting like a teenage boy feeling his first set of tits. Allison shoved Mr. Young down and began riding him faster and faster. Her pale tits swung up and down and slapped against her chest. Mr. Young dug his hands into her hips and began slamming her down almost violently onto his cock. Both of their moans filled the bedroom and reverberated off the walls. James continued to watch in cold dispassion. Mr. Young picked Allison off his cock and shoved her onto her knees. She immediately stuck her pale ass in the air. Mr. Young wasted no time in sliding his cock back into her soaking pussy. The sound of Mr. Young's balls slapping against Allison's ass joined the sound of their passionate moans. This, in turn, was joined by the sound of Mr. Young's hands slapping repeatedly against both of Allison's ass cheeks. After only a few slaps, her pale white ass was a bright red. Mr. Young grunted with each thrust of his hips. Fuck me, Carl. Keep slapping my ass. Make my ass glow, baby. Mr. Young, or Carl, began raining savage blows onto the delicate flesh of her ass. Allison moaned in pain and pleasure at each slap. Carl grunted louder and louder as each thrust brought him close to his climax. Get over here, Allison. I am about to explode. Carl's cock made a slurping sound as he whipped it out of her soaked pussy. Allison immediately turned around and opened her mouth. Carl stood on top of the mattress and began furiously jacking off. Are you ready for my cum, baby? Do you want to taste it? Shit, baby, here it comes. Shit. Ah. Carl jerked as each jet of cum shot out and splattered Allison's face. It poured out of her mouth, down her chin, and dripped onto her chest. Carl spent the last shot of cum and rubbed his cock around her mouth. She spent the next few minutes sucking out every drop until it hung limp and flaccid. They collapsed, exhausted, to the bed. Allison laid her head on his chest. The cum was drying on her chin. I love you. She whispered. He stroked her hair and whispered. I love you too. James had seen enough. He turned on his heel and left the apartment. So this was the unusual circumstance, how huh, Isabel? James thought on his drive home. The cold dispassion that descended upon him in Allison's apartment was changing into a slow anger. Was this another lesson, Isabel? Why give me a case you knew I would fail? James could find no answers as he drove back to Isabel's apartment. He quickly realized that there would be no easy answers. He walked into the apartment and was stunned to see that it was empty. I was only gone one day. How did she move all her stuff so fast? He saw a piece of paper flutter on the kitchen counter. It was a note from Isabel. It simply said I'm sorry. James couldn't help it. He laughed. He threw back his head and laughed. He couldn't say why he was laughing but he couldn't stop. He laughed until tears streaked down his cheeks. He sat down on the floor and thought about everything that just happened. He was reasonably sure Isabel was trying to teach him another lesson. I was having trouble pulling walls up against Allison. So when you found out that Mr. Young's girlfriend just happened to be my Allison, you saw the perfect opportunity. Well, you succeeded, Isabel. Congratulations. James no longer had trouble believing Allison cheated on him now. In his mind, he saw how she devoured Carl Young's cock. You are nothing but a cheating whore. I can't believe I married you. To think, I invested all that love into you and you go ahead and ask Mr. fucking Young to spank your ass? And then you swallow his cum like a fucking street whore? He shook his head in self-disgust. He slammed up his walls against the very thought of her and was blessed with silence. There was no more ache in his heart. There was, however, a very annoying whisper floating through his head. Don't do it. Don't go down this path. Always remember the truth. You cheated on Allison and threw your life away the day you let that snake Isabel into your life. Always remember. Fuck you. 
James slammed up the most powerful walls his mind could conjure, and the voice fell silent. It would not be heard again until the Jennifer Chancy case seven years later. But for now, he was twenty-four years old and still in the prime of his life. And he had a very lucrative business that was about to open. He didn't know if Isabel would tie up the mess he made, but he knew she would. Isabel had set the whole thing up, after all. Besides, the older Mr. Young had no idea who he was. He lay down on the floor, put his hands behind his head, and smiled. This is going to be fun. I wonder if I will prove true love exists. Somebody better resist me or I am never going to stop. He closed his eyes and fell asleep. The nightmares began. But during the day, he was in control. Nobody will ever get the best of him. He is the seducer. The End This podcast is part of the Erotica Podcast Network. Visit the other channels for more stories with a different focus. Support us on Patreon to make requests for subjects you would love to hear. Thank you to those who have already reached out.